0: Today, I had to make one of the toughest decisions of my professional career. Today, I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk, for cause. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show.
1: Uncensored. It's uncaged right here on ChannelAttitude.com via Hameen Media Group. I am your host Jimmy T, and my co-host. He's back by popular demand. He is the magnanimous. He is the glorious. He is Professor Chavela Vera Cruz. Welcome back to Uncaged, my friend. And what's the haps?
0: What's going on, Detective Jimmy T? What's going yeah. on to the? I mean, Nights. Nice. what's going on? In the child attitude, you know what? The Law and Order CM Punk unit is on the case too. <laughs> Myself and A Track Brown, we have been saying it. Also, we have been saying that this was a setup. We have been saying CM Punk was framed. We have been saying CM Punk was taken out. He was snuffed out by the elite. He was snuffed out by. Uh, Jack Perry, he was snuffed out by Tony Khan, he was snuffed out by the BCC, you know, (laughs) there's a conspiracy list a mile long, you know, people can talk about John F. Kennedy, but the CM Punk conspiracy is way bigger (laughs) than John F. Kennedy's assassination.
1: (laughs) Much bigger, because this is the assassination of CM Punk's character, Prof. I Uh mean...
0: Yeah, absolutely. You you know, I'm not an advocate of of CM Punk saying that he's a total angel. We at The Hustle is not saying that. We know that CM Punk is a fragile ego, maniacal guy himself. He's all about his ego. He's all about, you know, people rubbing, you know, putting, patting him on his back, too. But you know what? For this instance, for this situation, CM Punk was right. Everybody else is bitches. he's been about business but you know what millions and millions of dollars was left off the table thanks to the elite thanks to tony khan so it is what it is
1: it is what it is and it's sad too dude because like you said a lot of money is left on the table and just this whole situation is just crazy for me man like you know if you go by all the reports now i don't know if you heard and i'm sure you have but did you hear about how the Bucks were willing to meet, apparently, with CM Punk, but it just didn't go down? And I find it ironic that suddenly all this shit just comes out while Punk has already been kicked out of the company. Do you mm-hmm. find it ironic? I don't believe in coincidences, actually, Prof.
0: No, you know, it just so happens with the Dirt Sheets report that CM Punk had an issue with William Regal after oh, the fact. Yes. It is so coincidental that, you know, the the Bucks set standards and parameters to meet with CM Punk as long as he was good for six months. Like he had anything to do. He was on his own show. So how can <laughs> he be? How can he have good behavior for six months when he had collision? They had dynamite. Of course, that's going to be good behavior right there. So again, it's coincidental. And I said this on the hustle. I'll say this on Uncaged. I'll say this for the PWCites. I'll say this for the Hameenites. In 2013, the Dirt Sheets convinced you WWE was evil and yep. CM Punk was a martyr. <laughs> Ten years later, in 2020, the Dirt Sheets have convinced you that CM Punk was a cancer and AEW had no alternative. And I, I'm just so right.
1: Give me a ha man, to that. <laughs> no doubt, man. And you're right. And you know what? I'm kind of excited. As long as CM Punk plays his cards right, I think WWE would still be interested. You can say what you want about the heat that he has in WWE and whatnot. And I'm sure he does, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I came across the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast recently. Someone posted a little snippet of the Vince McMahon interview, if you remember. Not too long after the, the CM Punk situation in WWE. And, you know, Stone Cold point blank asked him about CM Punk. And he said it, it came out of the horse's mouth. He literally said he would love to work with him once again in the future. And he apologized for firing him on his wedding day. Now, to me, <laughs> that, that's a telling thing, man. Because if Vinnie Mack wants him, Vinnie Mack will get him. And, you know, I find it's not, it's not a coincidence that he went and visited WB to amend a lot of shit with Triple H, with The Miz and whoever else. I feel like, you know, the writing was on the wall, but you talk about conspiracy, Prof. Do you think there's a chance, and I'm going to play devil's advocate on the conspiracy here. Is there a chance that Punk wanted to get himself fired? Mm.
0: Well, do you want to get yourself fired when you're getting five million dollars a year?
1: That's true. Do you you're want
0: really dumb? Yeah. Do you want to get yourself fired for working maybe one one day out of the week plus a pay per view? Let's just say this. You know, Saturday Collision plus a, a pay per view, right? Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't do that. I, I'm sorry. I get. I, it's not that way to like. I want to get fired for that reason. I would want to get fired because. I had no choice. I would want to get fired because it is a toxic work environment, which Punk was, you know, he was on an island by himself against certain people, certain parameters. And people could say, well, you know, the Bucks didn't do anything physical to him. You know, Kenny Omega didn't do anything physical to CM Punk. They didn't endanger his life. Tony Khan didn't endanger his life. I don't think people understand what a toxic work environment can be. It's not always about the physical. It's about the emotional. It's about the mental. You don't want to, I don't want to go to, you know, it's like corporate America. You can't complain to your HR rep if your HR rep is friends with the people that you're complaining about. (laughs) You can't complain about your boss to an HR rep if the HR rep is married to, to the person you're reporting to. You know there's certain parameters that make it mental there's certain parameters that make it emotional and there's certain parameters that make you have to say you know what i got to get out so do I want to get fired for other reasons I can stick out I can stick it out in a toxic work environment if I'm getting five million dollars a year I'm that's just me I don't know about Hell punk yet. but I don't know if for that reason Jimmy that he wanted to get fired but if the circumstances like okay I can't get the the match that I want. I can't get CMFTR against the elite on a pay-per-view where we could all make money. You don't want to give me that. Then yeah, I want to get out. Yeah. You know what? Let's, let's just, let's just mend defenses. Let me just do what I got to do and get out of here. It goes both ways. It's just hard to like, I can't give you a straight answer because there's too many, too many variables.
1: Absolutely. Now you're spot on, man. And, uh, and this is the thing, man, I blame TK in all of this still, at the end of the day. I mean, and this is what confuses me. Now, with what Jungle Boy did, Jack Perry, at All In, with the the car and its real glass and whatnot, um, now he would've had to get clearance from someone up in management, correct? You'd think.
0: He got the clearance that he needed, and that was Khan. The problem right. was, here's the conspiracy that a lot of people really forget, it was the other people. It was like the Shivani's. It was the probably the Rosses. It was probably you know maybe Arn Anderson back Ask, asking Punk to be the maybe the locker room leader, maybe being the guy with the wisdom to try to convince Jack Ferry that this was not such a good idea. So CM Punk basically got fired for being for doing what he was asked to do from other personnel. So right. wow. That, you know, that's, that has happened in corporate America. People have gotten fired for being for doing what you're asking me to do, and then I get in trouble for what you're asking me to do, and I can't prove myself, I can't defend myself. It eh, goes both ways. And so, you know, I and I'll say this, because, you know, the only thing left would be somebody leaking out the Wembley Stadium security uh, tape oh. where it shows Punk maybe doing something physical to Jack Perry. Technically... You know, the only people that should see that is TMZ. You know what I mean? Secondly, on. the only people should see that is tabloids and maybe even the dirt sheets because legally you can't show that security tape, you know, because I know that's from a co- corporate standpoint. NDAs and all that stuff. So, you know, if that gets leaked out, yeah, I want to see the tape myself. I think all, everybody in the chat, do y'all want to see it? I want to see it. I, we don't even have to take a vote, Jimmy. Everybody in the chat says, I want to see the tape. I want to see... CM Punk yoke up Jack Perry. I want to see him for myself, but you can't see that because that's under investigation. That's under lock and key. That's so confidential. It shouldn't be. It can't be shown for the public. You know what I'm. You know what I'm trying to say here. So yeah, right, absolutely, as the as a as the customer like we are, we want to see what happened. That does that prove that Punk was wrong? No, we just know that that's. It proves that Punk had reached a boiling point. We just want to see the table. I just want to see Jack Perry get yoked up and be, you know, treated like the little kid that he was, the little bully, you know, the little like prick that he is, and an older person, a, a person who just lost his patience, who lost his, you know, who lost his sense of reality. Just said, you know what? I can't take this anymore, man. I can't. I'm working with children. I can't stand it anymore. Well,
1: if you've seen the little backstory, check this out, Prof. Mm -hmm. started at SummerSlam 2009, when Jack Perry would begin to plot on CM Punk. His father would ridicule Jack and tell him that he'd never hold a world title. All grown up now, Jack is living his best life. That is until CM Punk joins the company that Jack's friends created.
0: And we have disagreements. Someday I'm gonna kick your ass.
1: Eyewitnesses suggest that Jungle Boy was sitting in a corner praying for the homeless when CM Punk would begin to strangle Jungle Boy, then proceed to waterboard him with a can of Pepsi. Others say it was Perry that started the fight.
0: Um, I'd just like to know, would you like to have uh, a a program with CM Punk? The boy versus the punk. It's just between us, it's cool. Oh, thanks. Uh, we'd have to see. I don't
1: know. Now, that was a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So, this seems to have gone a lot further back than we even realized, dude. So, the fact that he said that in public is just cringe for me. Like, what's wrong with this kid? I mean, does he not realize, first of all, CM Punk, whether you like him or not, right? It's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. He, is, he is one of the biggest names in professional wrestling today and has been for the last 12 years, say, roughly, right? Maybe longer, maybe 15 years even. And you're not going to want to have a program with fucking CM Punk if you were Jack Perry? I mean, is this kid all right? Is he normal? Clearly, he's not.
0: You, you know what's funny about that clip that you showed about, I think that was in England or something, yeah, where he was, was having was. that that, that right. you know, Q&A? He was a technically he was a babyface Now if he was what if he was the character that he was at Wembley Stadium We would say that. Oh, he's working the crowd We know that something's gonna come up something will be you know is developing in a certain couple of months But Jack Perry forgot he was the babyface here. Jack Perry forgot that, you know, there's certain ways. There's there's public relation ways of answering questions that you don't want to you don't want to answer. You do it the <laughs> right way. You know he could have said you know Phil is a good guy. You know Phil Phil is you know CM Punk has been one of the biggest stars in wrestling. And you know what? Maybe someday in the future our paths will cross. But I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. See how easy that question can be answered. It can Absolutely. be dismissive. It can be dismissive. But yet you gave a good PR answer and he didn't do that. He just said, uh, you're right. The word is cringe that he didn't want to even, even like fathom. He didn't want to think about having a program with one of the biggest stars in the last decade. and When people were chanting his name for years, when he wasn't even there. So, you know, again, one person who's older and wiser, who's been through it, thinks of the money. One person who's too young. And thinks his shit don't stink. is like, I don't care. I don't care anymore.
1: He's ruined himself, straight up, man. He can never be a baby face ever again. I don't think. And I'm talking about Jack Perry. I mean, the heat. If he ever comes back to AEW, because supposedly he's suspended indefinitely, then now that could mean he'd be back tomorrow. He could be back next week, or he might not be back ever. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah,
0: I, I think he'll be back. I, you know, I think so. <laughs> Again, the conspiracy still rides in the PW hustle. So, you know, he he's took the bullet. It's like a – think about I it this way.
1: Episode, by the way. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Think about it this way. Remember, you know, the curtain call with the click? Oh, Who took the brunt of it? Who took the brunt of it? It was Triple H. It was Triple so, H, right. Right. So this is a different kind of curtain call. Someone had to take the brunt of it. Jack Perry's <laughs> taking the brunt of it. So he'll be suspended indefinitely, supposedly. Maybe give it another month. He'll come back. He'll get booked. He'll get buried. And then, you know, within a six month to nine month range, then the push will happen. You got to take the hits. (laughs) You got to take the hit right now. And you got to, you know, you you take it with a grain of salt. And Jack is like, (laughs) you know what? We'll pay you. We're going to pay you. But you got to take it. You got to take it on the chin, Jack. Again, like I said, this is a conspiracy, right? So look at look at evidence A. Triple H took it with the curtain call. Now here it is, evidence B, Jack Perry. Let's see how long this rides.
1: God damn it, Prof. I don't want to see that happen. But you're right. Essentially, he took one for the team, bro. Really. Mm-hmm. Took one for the team. And to think he's not going to be rewarded for it. Yeah, you're right, man. He probably will get that push. And I'm going to even hate AEW even more if that does happen. But it'll be interesting, we'll see what happens. I can't wait for Punk though to come out and say his side of the story. What I do hope happens is he goes straight back to WWE, they welcome him back with open arms, hopefully, and just let him have a live mic where he just puts down AEW. Not that I want him to like fully affect AEW to the point where they have to like shut down or whatnot. But right now they deserve all the criticism they get. That's just me. I'll just love it if you put him down on live television, dude.
0: Well, you know, WWE has their own standards and practices, also themselves. So, right. you know, I, the the word is double entendre. You say it without saying it. You know, right. when Cody came back, he kind of like, you know, he not he didn't take shots at AEW, but he acknowledged where he was from. You know what I mean? Right. So, Absolutely. do you want Punk to do something that a lot of people don't like AEW doing, taking shots at the other organization? It's petty. Let him like let him come back. Let him say I missed you. Let him say, "Oh, I'm, I'm." You know what? This is a tight ship. I'm here, I'm at. This is what a, a company is supposed to be. You don't have to right. say anything about the other company, but he, you know the double entendre kind of scenario.
1: Absolutely, and in fact, I, I, look, he lasted in WB for what ten years.
0: Uh oh, well, technically, oh6. If you want to count OVW, it was 05. Under, it was und- 05, oh, yeah. 05 to 13, eight years.
1: Okay, close enough. The point is, it took him eight years to get fully fed up with WWE. It took him a freaking a cup of coffee in AW to get fed up. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think just, just possibly that Punk didn't realize what he left until he left it?
0: Uh, you know what he said? He was sick. I, I'm I'm going back to what he said in 2021. He was sick right. emotionally. He was he was sick physically. He was sick about a lot of things emotionally. And then, like you said, he got fired on his on his wedding day. So you know what? I'll say this for 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 Punk at that moment. And I'm going as the person that, of what I saw the optics. The right. optics was that CM Punk wanted to main event WrestleMania. The optics was that CM Punk wanted to be on the level of John Cena and The Rock because he felt that way. And right. uh, you know, again, you have confidence in yourself. You have confidence in your abilities. Go ahead. I, I you know, I'm not going to say you're wrong. He he felt the way he felt, but he knew that the glass ceiling can only go so high because of the people that were above him. So he was never going to reach that status. So. There's the frustration. There's, you know, oh, I don't. And he was working with the, he was working with the shield. He was working with the uh, Triple H and he right. felt that was beneath them too. So, you know, again, where would he have been? I don't know. I can't, I couldn't tell you, Jimmy, about, you know, how they would have booked him in 2013. Cause then he left. And then when right. he left, guess who elevated Daniel Bryan. Bryan or Bryan Danielson. So he got the mantle and he got, he got the glory and all that stuff. So, you know, it is what it is.
1: And look, he's elevated once again, Brian Danielson, in -hmm. terms of more hands-on with the company, especially it seems like he's taking over that punk role on Collision, possibly, every Saturday night. And I'm worried for Collision too, mind you, dude, because I don't want it to turn into another Rampage. And even though Rampage on paper tonight was kind of strong, like for once, like when you think about it, on paper, that is, with the wrestlers that were wrestling, Mm-hmm. It hasn't, we haven't had something decent like that in terms of card for a long time, but I'm worried that that collision's going to become like Rampage per se. I hope it doesn't, but the ratings are taking a massive hit, and now without Punk, I feel like it's it's a complete nosedive. And you can say it's because they're on Saturday nights, the time slot is this and that, but I call bullshit. Saturday night's main event back in the day used to draw fucking numbers. Yeah, sure. It was on NBC. And yeah, it was on, you know, like free Twitter, on network television, right? Mm -hmm. But that's irrelevant. People still tuned in. I mean, surely people would tune in if the product is damn good, right?
0: Well, remember... Uh, WCW Saturday Night, yeah, six o five to eight o five. That was that right. that was a tradition. So you know, exactly. there there was a home for Saturday wrestling, and I said this months ago. And I said after two thousand, when WCW Saturday Night, you know, can't you know, close the doors, you could say, was there room for Saturday wrestling anymore? Because it was really, it's really a hard thing to sell. It's a hard thing to sell now because. What was traditional back then, and you're talking about Saturday Night's main event. What, what was traditional back then with Sat with WCW morning. Saturday Night as well, right. and of course Saturday morning, you know syndication wrestling. Right. That went away 25 years ago, so That's you just true. can't pick up the pieces and say, "Oh, let's let the wrestling fans come back." Again, we're in 2023. There's so much of options. There's so much in streaming. There's so much of linear cable. And you even say college football is going to, you know, come up again. You got baseball playoffs. You got basketball coming up, all this stuff. So there's so much options. So I'm not, I, I would be, I would love to like, you know, push, dig them down too. But, you know, there is certain excuses for collision and for collision There was a problem with Collision even when Punk was there because it felt and I I think I I, I'll say this right now because because there was there wasn't that many people on Collision. It was like a roster of like 13 people and they were intersecting (laughs) with each other. Now, with that intersecting, people like Ricky Starks, people noticed them. Jay White and the Bullet Club Gold, they noticed them. So, they, they took advantage of a small, thin roster that was intersecting each other. Now, you're saying the same, the problem will be now the the people that weren't allowed on collision are coming in, like the Bucks, right, right, yep. like Moxley. I don't know if Moxley wasn't allowed to be on collision, but again, the, the difference is this he's he, now yeah. going to be there on yep. collision. When there's no punk so maybe he was part of that list of the banned list of people that weren't allowed But you get where i'm going with those people are not going to be on it So the tv time that was precious on dynamite is equally as precious for collision So I worry for ricky starks. I worry for miro. I worry for hobbs, you know Because if Khan's just gonna go Dynamite booking again, it's Mm -hmm. not about does it turn into rampage does it turn into people not getting the TV time that they richly deserve? Right. That's the no, problem.
1: No, spot on, Prof. And that's why you're the professor. And you're, you're <laughs> spot on, dude. Absolutely. And, and it, look, everything worries me about this damn company, even though I don't see him going belly up, right? Because Khan just doesn't care. He'll blow his catch if he has to. But the guy needs a freaking heater to do the hard things and make the hard choices for AEW and Tony Khan. You know what I'm saying? Like I was hearing more reports just just recently, that and we've already heard these before, but I'll I'll say it again, the fact that he just lets people's contracts sort of expire, it doesn't fire anyone, and even people have said they've come out and said they try calling Tony over the phone, and he doesn't answer the phone, or they find out they got released via Twitter. I'm like, come on, man, like grow some fucking balls, Tony. Seriously, you, you you know what I'm saying, bro? Like. Remember with, uh, what's her name, uh, Cedric Alexander's Swole, Big Swole. Mm-hmm. Remember the debacle with her, for example, as well? He doesn't have a good track record of the way he, you know, the people that he doesn't really like or appreciates as wrestlers anymore when he gets sick of his toys, he treats them like shit on the way out, dude. He doesn't even acknowledge him. It's like he doesn't even know him.
0: So, so do you want a heater like John Laurinaitis? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Well, like, that, yeah, that's pal, not-
1: you're, you're fired. Yeah,
0: I mean, you can go that route. I think for Tony Khan, I think he's looking at it like, you know, I'll let your contract expire. Just, you know, you're getting paid until the the date. You're getting paid until the date of the, you know, the terms is over. So I look at it from that standpoint and, you know, you're right. Give me a phone call. Give me a phone call saying that, you know what, we're not going to renew your contract. We're not going to renegotiate. I thank you for your services. But here's the problem. It, no, I'm not saying it's not hard to say that. Christopher Daniels could do that. Jim Ross used to do that, but he, he doesn't have to do that because that's not his job anymore, but I'm just giving you the names. Christopher Daniels could do that. Matt Jackson could do that. Nick Jackson could do that. Kenny Omega could do that. <laughs> let's not, again, let's not, you know, give a pass on the elite. They're wow. EVPs for that's a awesome. reason. So if Tony Khan doesn't want to, if Tony Khan doesn't pick up the phone, then you got three EVPs that can dial that number, too, and say, you know what? He's busy, but he wants me to let you know this, too. So it could go both ways. It's not about having a heater, but you got other you got. I could just name four people right there that could pick up the phone and call these people that we, they could have called Sunny Kiss. They could have called Big Swole. <laughs> they could have called a lot of people. Right, so yeah. it is what it is. But I can't I can't always I'm not excusing Tony Khan because I don't understand where you're coming from. But there's four other people that could call too. So let's not give a pass on those guys. They should do it too.
1: I'm glad you brought up something because it reminded me of something about EVPs and whatnot. Now, I've heard uh, from numerous articles that CM Punk had two different contracts. One for talent and basically EVP status also. Right? Without or being called
0: an EVP, yeah. Without, so probably right. he's probably a booker. He was probably the booker of Collision or something like that. Or head writer of Collision. So I, I think we're seeing, you know, that, that cat will be out of the bag sooner or later when Punk, you know, files his lawsuit, you know, for wrongful termination against AEW. So we'll get the logistics out of that.
1: The only thing, if he does fall for wrongful termination, does he have a case? If he did get physical with either, you know, Jungle Boy... Or TK because he feared for his friggin' life, right? Mm -hmm. Supposedly, does he have a case?
0: Well, if if Punk feels confident that he can have a lawsuit against AEW, and knowing that there is this security tape that's still, you know, that clouds maybe his uh, position in this lawsuit, there—that's the question. If he's if he's confident enough to sue them. For wrongful termination and the tape is looming, then then maybe the tape is not as bad as we all think. And maybe the tape is not as, you know, detrimental for CM Punk side.
1: Maybe, but it would make TK look like an absolute fool.
0: No, it'll make it vindicate TK, be like, this is why we 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 fired you. That's it.
1: Well, yeah, but if he didn't touch him, I can sort of picture what what would happen. There was an article that I don't know if you checked it out, but you know John Dombrowski? I've heard of him. Yeah, he's like, you you would know him. He's he's sort of a name on the independence. I think he's a ring announcer, but you you would know of him. Anyway, he was at the Cauliflower Alley Club last week where Punk was, right? Or the week before. And he came out and, you know, he knows Punk personally. He came out with a whole list of shit. What's true and what's not true. Mm -hmm. And um, apparently it has a lot to do with... uh, With, what's his name? Fucking, uh, what's that dirt sheet guy? Uh, Sap man. Fucking um, Sean Ross Sap. Okay. About his interactions with Punk. Now, I I should probably read you this stuff and tell me if I'm telling lies, literally, because I'd like to know your sort of point of view. I believe it to be pretty truthful because, and I posted it in the Hamid Media group, Group earlier also, um, give, give me a moment while I get to this article. Because it's... Well, not an article. It was a write-up on Facebook, actually, funny enough. Uh, here we go. All right. Now, this is John Dombrowski's words, not mine, obviously. Uh, following their recent interaction at the Cauliflower Alley Club, wrestling announcer Joe Dombrowski wrote the following about CM Punk. He goes on to say, I have no interest in rumor or hot takes... All I can say, it was great to see CM Punk for the first time in 18 years at the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion, and he was great to everyone. I hope whatever he does next allows him to have many more days as the CAC version of Punk as opposed to what's written. He says, I have no comment or opinion to offer on the online rumours and innuendo. I certainly have zero interest in hearing your hot takes, no matter which side you agree with. He goes on to say, all I'm here to say is, seeing punk was incredibly gracious personable and uh and you know and very nice like he goes on to say his entire time at the cauliflower alley club last week was when he was very good it was the first time in 18 long years since i'd seen him and was shocked he remembered me even though he said he's known me since i was eight years old he goes on to say it was more like when i was 17 he first met punk uh whatever punk does in his life i hope he gives him the opportunity to have many more days of being the CAC version of Punk as opposed to what he's written about elsewhere. He goes on to say, elsewhere I've seen others attempt to summarize Punk's current relation with prominent wrestling journalist Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. Uh, Many won't care about the following points, so feel free to hop off if need to be. Now he goes on to say about 10 points, right? He says, SRS says he's been in contact with Punk for months which sometimes results in answers and other times it doesn't. Uh, he also revealed that he and Sean Ross Sapp mutually hate talking to each other. There was also times where Punk was very open about I hate this place in AEW. Um, he also says Sean Ross Sapp claims he's never spoken to the elite on any of this. Also, he was able to speak to Punk about Brawl Out. Punk was apologetic but felt like he wasn't to blame for Brawlout. Uh, Punk also said he would message SRS and ask if any lies were being told to him. Also, Punk told SRS he started the brawl in, but certain other people didn't really back up Punk's story. Uh, Mox and Punk also ran into each other at the airport and pretty much shrugged each other off, and it seems there's still heat between them. Um, also, Punk was in a very good mood after the fight with Jack Perry, apparently, prof and also last... he won
0: he oh, won yeah, exactly. he yoked him
1: he All won right. I, I feel good too <laughs> for sure also sean ross sap hasn't heard back from punk after congratulating him for the cauliflower alley club award and doesn't expect to ever hear back from punk ever again also sean ross Sapp hasn't heard from jack perry and sean ross sap feels like punk didn't care if he was going to get fired but punk also told sean ross sap that he was raised To not talk to dirt sheets in other words i don't snitch (laughs) but he talks to srs he talks to nick houseman of house of wrestling and had mike johnson of pw insider host his starcast panel also ftr never really spread anything as dax will just say his opinions out loud on a podcast and cash is pretty much whatever when it comes to getting involved and last but not least apparently the incident with regal happened at revolution where Punk was getting stitched up and Regal approached Punk and wanted to know why he didn't shake his hand. After some time, you know, going back and forth of Punk wanting to talk about it later, Punk eventually snapped at Regal. And that's it. That's that. Mm -hmm. What do you think about all that? I mean, that's a lot to sort of ingest, but
0: uh, it's
1: pretty legit.
0: It could be, but I mean, you just have to go back to like brawl out. You have to go back to that media scrum because that's where CM Punk, you know, he had the opportunity to confront a lot of the dirt sheet people because that they were there and he had the ether for all of them. So he, he will, he wanted to confront them all face to face at that media scrum for the brawl out. So, you know, does he talk to them? I don't know if I can believe that, you know, again, He's trying to get answers from dirty guys who who are trying to protect their sources, you know, quote unquote. So, you know, he's not going to get a truthful response from SRS. He's not going to get a truthful response from Nick housing because they got to protect their sources. So, you know, I'm not gonna say it is what it is, but you know, it, it goes both ways he's trying to get answers but those guys are not going to be as truthful to Punk either so you know they're trying to protect themselves they're trying to make themselves look like you know I'm not doing anything but just reporting what I'm hearing so they're trying to protect their brand they're trying to protect their reputation they're trying to protect their name and Punk you know is trying to you know he's, he's being honest with himself it's like Jimmy let, let's say Jimmy you're you're part of the, the news people you're part of the dirt sheets and I'm saying yo Jimmy who's talking about me you 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 want to say it, but you, you gotta protect your sources. So you, right, right, you're trying right. to like give an answer without giving up your your, your without being the snitch. You're right. trying to like you know feed a little bit, but then Punk is not getting the hundred percent truth. He's not getting hundred percent of the information. So what's that mean? He's getting frustrated. He's gonna get angry. Right. This has all been festering because again, Punk is very emotional. He's an e- ego maniacal person. So, of course, and the older you get doesn't mean you're patient. The older you get, you just don't tolerate the bullshit. (laughs) I'm 46 years old. I'm older. I'm wiser. But, you know, if a younger person just gives me certain things I don't want to hear, I I won't tolerate. I won't tolerate their bullshit. And I will call you out on it. it. That'll make me look like, well, well, you know, you're older. You're supposed to know better. No, it just makes me like, I can't tolerate, I don't have the patience to try to teach you the right ways. He doesn't have that patience anymore.
1: Spot on, bro. Well put, actually. And and before we get off the topic of Punk, uh, you know, this is just crazy, man. Like, this whole situation just blows my mind. The fact that it was such a big deal to have Punk back, it, this is what I mean, it's just crazy. And then all this happens once again. I mean, it's... In some ways it's so typical of cm punk and his ways mm-hmm. but in this point i don't think really it's his fault but if he did lay his hands on someone that's where he fucked up like he should have never done that but we have a, a lot in the chat and there's a lot of questions and whatnot going on but liz says in the chat i mean honestly where i worked if something like that happened punk would have been terminated on site if it was so egregious there wouldn't be an investigation, especially since the boss was was there. 100% Liz, and guess what? That investigation bullshit that TK claims, that's bullshit. There was no investigation. That's just them buying time to figure out what the fuck are they going to do and to save face a little bit. There's no special fucking... It's not. It's not, a, it's,
0: not a, it's not an investigation per se, Jimmy. But there is legal counsel there. Oh, right. You know that Megan. I forgot her name. Mega. Mega. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Mega. Mega. But she's part M&M. of. She's part of the council. You know. She's part of legal counsel. Not only with you know AEW, but with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So there is precedent to have outside counsel to do this. But like you said, it's not really an investigation. It's just protecting themselves. Right. from this situation that's going to you know again exacerbate itself with punk filing a lawsuit in the near future against AEW for wrongful termination
1: 100% and you know that that Megan bitch whatever the fuck her name is have, have you seen the pictures that's been spreading with her hanging out with the talent
0: I haven't seen that picture but oh, I oh I...
1: well. <laughs> maybe i should actually get it and put it up here dude she literally hangs around with the fucking talent. Now, in my opinion, that's a conflict of fucking interest, prof.
0: Well, you know, Tony Khan went to Sammy Guevara's wedding, so there is a conflict of interest of a boss right. and his boys. But again, we're judging. It's a, it's a, it's a catch twenty-two. You know, Vince McMahon had his boys. He had a, You know, he had people that he was close to within the boys too. You know. So, you know, if you're making me money, I can still hang out with you. He hung out with Hogan. He trained with Hogan. He went to the gym with Hogan. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin and and Vince McMahon had a rocky relationship, but it still was a relationship nonetheless. Kurt Angle, Undertaker, he is so loyal to Vince McMahon that he, you know, Undertaker calls him his second father. So, again, we can't just, you know, I'm not going to – I can't give a pass – I can give a pass to Tony Khan having, you know, little relationships with the boys and the girls. So, again, Detective Jimmy, I understand where you're coming from, but you got to remember, I got receipts too. So Vince McMahon's not, not, not in the clear too. He's had his relationships too. So it have it goes both ways. That's why it's ah, and I would love to sweep it under the carpet. <laughs> yeah, I would love to bury, you know, bury him alongside with you. But I got receipts. I gotta give out the receipts.
1: Hey, no, look, here, you know, at HMG and ChannelAttitude.com, we we, we tell it, we say it how it is, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If we don't agree with something, like you just said, Prof, got to call it how you see it, man. And at the end of the day, it's not all punk. It's not all just TK, but it still goes back to TK because he caused this mess. At the end of the day, he could have fucking butted this... In the butt, but he didn't. You know what I'm saying? And
0: the, the biggest difference is Vince's carny, Tony's a mark. Very he, big, big difference, difference of there's He's a big huge. difference of how a boss is when one's a carny and one's a mark. Now you see the, you know, the sloppy shop, uh, statement from Chaz. <laughs> there yeah. you go. One's a carny, one's a mark. You see the difference.
1: Can you picture fucking TK meeting 2 man or Vince meeting TK? McMahon? Hey, pal, Tony, right? <laughs> <laughs> he would literally fucking oh man he, we'd look down on him like literally and just in every sense he'd be like ah, you're a billionaire mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean seriously where's your daddy
0: boy and <laughs> first tony would have a glow in his eye like oh my god oh mocking literally bro, Vince is right in front of my face i'm your competitor wow. how are you doing vince wow. but yeah you know, again that's a dream match That's a that's a dream <laughs> scenario
1: You know what And especially if they booked it Like when it was him And Honswoggle in the cage
0: remember Oh that? god. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Can you picture that bro? TK is Honswoggle It's mm-hmm. like he's your know, bastard son Oh you're my bastard son
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> And he whips him All around the cage Chasing him It's like TK is the fucking chicken You know like in Rocky When he's When he's trying okay. to gra- grab the chicken Remember like Shane McMahon and Vince Doing the same thing The parody Mm-hmm. i could picture tk being the chicken and vince you know running around the cage trying to catch him it'd be fucking funny that's
0: good shit pal he'll choke <laughs> him out he'll choke that chicken
1: 100 <laughs> percent, man i'll pay for that i'm not gonna lie oh we got a lot in the chat man Labrad is in the house also saying tony doesn't want to lose his friends well funny enough There was talk, you know how he came out on Collision last week, right? Was it the week before, last week, whatever. And, you know, he got berated by the Chicago fan base, right? On Collision when he tried to explain why he fired Punk. Funny enough, dude, apparently, you know, if rumors are to be believed. He went in the back and started bawling his eyes out, dude.
0: (laughs) Mm. Again, you know, I think people in the chat said that Tony wants to be friends with the people that he employs. Tony wants to have people think of him high, in the highest regards. He, he, he wants, you know, egos go both ways. You know, oh, absolutely. if I want to be liked by people, I worry, you know, that I think Tony just worries about people having certain like issues with him. Tony Khan has has issues with any negative like reactions towards him. You can't please everybody. Tony has got to, like you said, Tony's got to be a stern leader Tony's got to, you know, whatever he, you know, whatever vision he has, he just goes with it. Good, bad or indifferent. That's his decision. And you got in and he's got to respect his own decision. And he's got to like, no, what I'm doing is I'm doing what's best for my company because this is my baby. Yeah. He's the one putting his money into this. So, again, just because you're making Jack Perry unhappy, just because you're making CM Punk unhappy, this is my baby. This is my organization. There was no AEW. WWE was in con- total control of North America for the last twenty years. If it wasn't for my money, you wouldn't have this opportunity. You wouldn't have this alternative. You wouldn't be on TNT or TBS. So I, he's got to, you know, he's got to keep his eyes on the prize to be on TNT, to be on TBS, to be a national power, to be the number two company. Keep the sh- keep the ship going steady that's it but if you're gonna piss off people along the way that's why vince mcmahon sleeps very well at night because of this decision you made
1: fuck bro right exactly
0: tony khan needs to have that same kind of like you know thick skin and he will sleep way better
1: 100% agree with you prof oh look he's in the house it is charles the hammer evans saying uh I what up J. charles what up charles He says i met jack perry a few years ago but he's he but he needs to be stretched and taught a lesson i love it man and you know he's a former ovw alumni and uh charles let let us know man was he was he a little prick or did he just look up to you because you're a big dude man i mean he would have shat himself just looking at the hammer (laughs) and it would have been literally hammer time if he got smart but um Jack Perry, man, I just want to slap him. I I just don't have, I've never been a fan of his. I can't stand the kid. He, look, I loved his dad.
0: Think think about it this way Tony Khan gave Jack Perry an opportunity of a lifetime because he liked his work in PWG. He liked his work in California, all that stuff. He was one of the first. Yeah, he was one of the first. (laughs) He was one of the first to be chosen in the inaugural AEW roster. That right. says something. And, and he's you... a pillar, prof. Yeah, and he's a pillar. Well, I don't know about right now. You know, that yeah. foundation is being crumbled because of his <laughs> his pillar part. But yeah. he was chosen for this opportunity. So, you know, he, he, he's fucking that shit up. But, again, on my conspiracy side, he's just take. you know, this is part of the plan. He's going to take it on the chin. Yeah. It's going to be like Triple H. In nine months, you'll get his push. He'll be back. Maybe he'll be the international champion. Maybe he'll be the TNT champion. But he'll get his push. And everybody. And I just want all the people in the chat to remember, Prof. was right. In nine months, it, when he's the champion, you're like, oh, damn, prof really knew what was going on. This is Triple H all, 2.0 all over again. Someone had to take it on the chin. He did it.
1: 100% correct, man. Uh, Labrat says in the chat, Jack will show up next month with the best Hollywood Coke and he's back in, <laughs> but he also says Punky's is pretty pretty, also Charles says 20% drop in, in uh, attendance, or audience, um, that was a big drop once this punk shit started happening, we'll see what happens tomorrow with collision, and if it's going to drop even further down, if it starts going below 400s prof, they're not going to be putting on a strong card every week, surely not,
0: again it, it depends on the direction tony khan wants to go because again he's got a lot he's got a large roster and he's got stories from dynamite that can go into collision now so you know he wants continuity he wants storylines you know again my problem with collision with punk there was it was just like 13 to 15 people intersecting with each other that doesn't last long either so you know how many you know it was like cm punk versus the uh, Jay White, CM Punk versus Juice Robinson, CM Punk versus you know one of the guns. So you know, eventually you get a little bit bored and tired with that kind of intersecting. So now you got an opportunity to just continue your, your dynamite, uh, your know, storyline like they're doing right now with the Eliminator tournament, which I have a problem with because for a different reason. But i you know, there is that. that but like you said, there's a little continuity there, so you continue that on on Collision and keep the storylines going. So now you got more of a roster to do it. But the other problem is I feel for Ricky Starks because I, I worry about that. I worry about Miro. I worry about Hobbs because that was – Oh, I even worry about Scorpio Sky because that was his mm-hmm. platform for collision to, to shine. Wow. And now he might not get that chance to shine. Uh, Andrade, he went to collision because he had a little bit – I'm not saying he has issues with the elite, but he wanted his time after mending his injuries to get a platform and collision was his platform so let's see where it goes from th- from there too
1: he wants his mask i was saying i sound like a mexican triple h when i try to do it <laughs> i am the mask. anyway you,
0: you sound like you drank some tequila and you try and you try to be triple h <laughs>
1: that's funny <coughs> excuse me uh lee says he doesn't like confrontation that's why you have Talent Relations who does that job for you for fluff's sake. Where's Christopher Daniels at? He's the fallen angel falling off his perch. I feel like he's doing nothing, dude.
0: No, again, that's why, that's why we, we are all saying – even Elizabeth's saying that too. But like I said, you got three EVPs and you got Christopher Daniels. That's four people that can do that Talent Relations job and, t- and give those calls and – and give the and give the boys and the girls the the bad news or the harsh realities. That's their job. But like Elizabeth says, some of them don't like. Not only Tony Khan don't like confrontation, but obviously the EVPs don't like th- this kind of co- confrontation either, because that's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. Right, Guess who took? Sure. You know what? Speaking of which, the only person that took the EVP role really seriously is not there anymore. It was Cody Rhodes? 30. Right. Cody took the EVP role seriously. He's the one that did the pressers. He's the one that went on the, the press media tours. He's sure. the one that probably, you know, was doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes because of why, because he was learning. He remembered what his father was doing behind the scenes. So he, that was a natural progression for Cody Rhodes. This is something that, you know, I'm not saying that, that they're not experienced to do it, but they should. It's been four years, Jimmy, you, you know, you can learn on the fly. This <laughs> yeah. is certain things that you should be you should be able to do right now. But again, oh,
1: shit, I've been doing the podcast game now for close to four years, right? Mm-hmm. And shit, compared to the start to now, I've come a long way, right? So, like you said, you think you'd be learning by this point, right? If you were TK, but it feels like he's just digressing. like he's going backwards, dude.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah,
1: I think he didn't realize how toxic. And how much of a shark game and how many sharks are in these pro wrestling infested waters. How dangerous it can get if you don't have a grip on your locker room, dude. And I think now he's starting to see how toxic it can truly be. Because it truly is. That that company truly is the inmates running the asylum. I know they used to say that about WCW back in the day. This is a lot worse, in my opinion, by a long shot. Maybe WCW 2000 was pretty bad. And I'm talking about in terms of politics. But AEW, for a company that's only, what, four years old, going on to five, mm-hmm. there's a lot of problems, man. And I don't care. You can call bullshit. I'm talking about AEW guys or the Mark Tuds, those real crazy AEW fans that just stick by AEW with anything they do. You, you know, To them, you're the idiot for going against the narrative. But they're truly brainwashed. The one thing this company has managed to do, and you could say that about ECW back in the day, but the fans weren't really brainwashed. They knew, right? But with AEW, yeah. I'm telling you, AEW is on a different level of brainwash, bro. You can't tell them otherwise, period. At yeah. least the ECW fan base would watch WWE and, and WCW still.
0: You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, we we would, but again, we're brand we were brand loyalists. So you know, it goes. Sure. It, it's been. It was that. It was like that back in the days, and it's like that now. But you know, because of social media, because of TikToks and all that stuff, you you're you're more of a brand chill, not a brand loyalist. If you just want to be so right. pro WWE or pro AEW. So I I see what you're talking about, but again. You're being a brand loyalist because you don't want AEW to, you know, go away, and it won't go away because, again, the resources of the cons is right there. They're worth billions and billions of dollars, and they don't mind spending that money to invest in that. And you know, being a private company, it's easier to give the illusion that they're making money again. Then again, you could go with the ticket sales. The lack of ticket sales in the in the North American market. I'm not going into Wembley Stadium because when, Wembley is an anomaly. Again, next year when they have they did eighty-one thousand. Again, the the formula goes when they go back the second time, their attendance will dip. So if it goes from eighty-one thousand to sixty thousand, that's a dip. So, but again, the AEW loyalists will say, "Well, we still you know we still pack that stadium." But again. The formula goes. Look at look at all the look at st- the the show that's going to happen in New York right now. The the stadium stampede, whatever they call it, I forget. The, the grand slam, slam,
1: grand slam, right?
0: First year sold out twenty thousand. Second year thirteen thousand or something like that. Right, that was, was, a that yeah, was, was a dip. That was a big dip. Now, luckily, if they are lucky to get nine thousand what nine. you're being nice bro i'm yeah. again i'm being nice but again you there, there will be a, there will be a cluster of ticket sales at a cheap rate so again i will wait for that i'll wait for the 11th hour to get a five dollar ticket but that you get where i'm going with the attendance will be like i'm gonna be nice eight or nine thousand but again three years at the same venue grand slam. In the first Grand Slam, you know, was so epic because you had Brian Danielson. It,
1: that was a great. Show. You had
0: Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega in the ring together, and they that didn't clash. Huge. And they right. said, "This is awesome." And now, three years later, MJF is coming in as the champion, and he can't get fifteen thousand. He can't get sixteen thousand of Long Island guys to come into that venue and like you know cheer him on. That's a problem. Three years and you're dipping. That's 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 proof positive right there.
1: Steady dipping big time, dude, for sure. And, you know, it's embarrassing, bro, because I want AEW to be a success story, believe it or not. People might think otherwise because I come across like I bash AEW all the time.
0: But for hold, real, hold up. Josh, I'm not being too generous. I'm just being oh, too real. <laughs>
1: there he is. What up, Josh? Yeah, Professor, you're being too generous. Nah, you know what? He's being real, man. I mean, uh, don't be surprised if Grand Slam gets 6K, if that and that's embarrassing bro in a fucking in in a stadium that holds 25,000 with only 6k and i'm still think we're being generous in well, some we, ways
0: again i'm i'm being generous to a to a degree but i know All that right. there would be a push as we get closer when the when the tickets sell for like $5 or $10 or you get like that 4 for 1 deal that's what people are waiting for they're being smart you can't blame the fans for being smart and logical and economical for waiting for, you know, I'm not going to pay $500 for front row tickets. Oh wait. No, you will no. wait. Everybody no. will wait. So that's why I said it will be maybe 8 or 9,000, but again, it's still lower than what started 3 years ago.
1: Well, look at Dynamite this past Wednesday and Rampage from tonight, I guess, even though it was taped on Wednesday. The whole top section in Indiana, wherever that fucking arena was, mm-hmm. was empty, bro. Yeah, the whole top end empty, not a single soul up there, bro. It was top city. It was, I think uh, I think
0: that that venue holds like nine or ten thousand people, and then they only set two and a half, bro. And they only set up for like maybe four thousand, but only three thousand right. paid. So right, you know, right. it it it's it's kind of weird. But again, the new car smell is off of AEW. And now two problems are are going on because I can't blame the the product 100 percent, Jimmy. And I'll say this because, again, for the wrestling side of it, they put on banger matches weekly, you know, week after week after week because of the athleticism. But that, where, that wanes away because you need structure, you need you need continuity, you need to be entertained. And again, if everybody's doing the same goddamn athletic moves, what the hell am I watching this shit for? Because, you know, if Orange Cassidy does the same move that Penta does, why why the hell do I want to watch it every week? You know what I mean? It's the same thing.
1: Perfect segue, Prof, because the, I'm glad you brought that up. Also, why do you think the, the, the fans with Miro and Hobbs at all out Channing meet because they appreciated two big motherfuckers going at it. Now, Prof, what's funny about that match, I think that's the first time we've had two Husses go at it, man, in Mm AEW history. Honestly, I can't think of any other ones that had two Husses pit against each other on AEW television at all, right? Uh, Unless you
0: want to count Warlow and Hobbs, but, you know, that's...
1: Oh, well, yeah, okay. That's an exception, but Mm -hmm. still... Where's Wardlow? Literally, where's Waldo, should I say? They should make a book. If is smart and want to make money, where's 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 uh Wardlow? Literally. Uh-huh. You have a little, you gotta find him. But anyway, the point is the fans appreciated a match that told the story in the ring. There was no fucking flippy this, flippy that, flippy anything, right? Uh-huh. These two understood psychology during the match, and they impressed the fan base without having to do Anything other than an old-school, too-big-guy type of match. The point is, shit like that still works, bro. Fans still appreciate that shit, but AEW doesn't seem to get it as a company. And like you said, every motherfucker does the same fucking move, and they spam that shit too, bro. They spam it. Canadian Destroyer this, fucking Panama Sunrise that. Same, same. It doesn't matter. You can call it whatever you want. You can call it Canadian Destroyer. You
0: can can count, like like the same sequence in three different matches in all out and the same Um, thing with dynamite and rampage. And again, you know, it it is, that's what they do. That's one of their flaws. Because again, you know, there's gotta be structured behind the scenes. Like, yo, who's doing what move, who's doing what sequence? No one tells them, you know, no one says, you know, and you know what I'm talking about because you've seen the same sequences at All Out. You see the same sequences yep. sometimes on Dynamite and Collision and Rampage, but they still keep doing it because, you know, the the AEW marketers, as you say, Jimmy, they'll just clap for it. They'll say this is awesome. And uh, Dave Meltzer will give it four and a, and a quarter stars. <laughs> Fuck. That's it. Everybody's happy. Wow.
1: Well, the hammer says in the chat, I was hoping they were going to do the old school top arm reslock yeah, the Roman, uh, the, the Greco-Roman knuckle locks. Or like the test of strength even would have been great. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. old test of strength. You know, when was the last time we've seen that? You know what I mean? Like, come on. That would have popped to me, man. But uh, those meat chants, man. We want meat. Slap that meat. Chicago was going bananas. And I understand exactly, man, because that match was different for an AEW type of matchup. Uh, Josh says in the chat... He feels bad for Petey Williams back then. Canadian destroyer was a finishing right? And even further back, back, back then, a DDT was a damn finisher, and now a super look.
0: and a super kick was a finisher. So, you
1: know? right, the super kick, which is really a thrust kick, mm-hmm. but now it's a frigging super kick partiki. problem. Yeah. everywhere you go, everywhere you look, mm-hmm. there's super kicks everywhere, and eh, I don't understand how we got to this point. The spam bullshit. Uh, it's frustrating, man, because like you said, everyone puts on the same type of fucking match, mm-hmm. and then we see the two big hustlers literally make you know have a match that was just two big guys, and it felt different because we just don't see that shit anymore. Yeah, it, AW, was, it was, anyway. enter-
0: it, was a, it was it was entertaining, was interesting. I was invested, you know. I wasn't chanting meat, you know. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a no. dude, so you know, I don't know. <laughs> people, the dudes that were chanting meat, you know, you got to question your, your manhood. But anyway, <laughs> neither here nor there. But <laughs> it, it was, it was very entertaining.
1: Oh my god, yeah, I know why meat chance? I got the chance for a minute. I was thinking of Sean Stasiak, bro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding because I'm thinking why they chanting meat. I'm like, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. Sean Stasiak meat, if you remember.
0: Oh, oh yeah, he was.
1: Yeah, so I was thinking, are they chanting for Sean Stasiak? And then I got it because it's two big, guys. I get it. And mm-hmm. then people thought it was about Ryback because of his song. It was never about Ryback, for crying out loud. Oh. But anyway,
0: mm-hmm.
1: feed me more of that shit anyway. There you go. <laughs> I want to see more of that list of Tope Suicidas con hero Escalera fucking banana fucking Escalera into a Spanish fucking moth not a
0: fly wait wait didn't we see that tonight on rampage jimmy i'm just saying <laughs> I, I, i'm sure we did
1: i'm sure we fucking did it just drives me fucking nuts bro but anyway speaking of rampage i'm gonna go on a tangent dude and i won't stop on you know the tangent forever so let's get into rampage shall we as a matter of fact and uh you know what it was a grand slam world title eliminated tournament sort of rampage and um, you know, like I said, man, for a friggin' rampage, I was pleasantly surprised by the card. Now, was the show really any good? Eh. I'm kind of indifferent. It wasn't
0: really. You, that you good know, much. you know why you're indifferent with. And I'll say this because I, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but I have a problem with the Grand Slam Eliminator Tournament. I you know, know, why, Prof? The people. That was that was invited to be on it. I mean, really think about it. I mean, why the hell is Nick Wayne even in in the slot? I don't want to go back because uh. you already did it. You already did your skirmish. I I just, I just wanted to. just Actually, we, have my,
1: we haven't yet, believe it or not.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just going to go on my little tangent here before a second. Why the hell is Nick Wayne invited? Why the hell is Roderick Strong invited? Why the hell is Jeff Hardy invited? And and again, before people will, will kind of answer this in the chat, remember what AEW was, you know, in the first year. The top was five. The, first the, year the, was the top five, good. the top right. five contenders, or maybe the top ten. Now, in hindsight, if I knew who the top five or top ten contenders were, Jimmy, that was invited to this, I actually right. would I would actually excuse it. But we don't have that anymore. No. And and think about it this way. Even though I don't like this guy, why the hell is he not in this tournament? Why the hell is Orange Cassidy not legitimately in this tournament? Because he just defended the international title 30 times and he's not gifted a slot in the eliminated tournament. Please make it make sense, Mark Tards. Please make it make sense, Tony Khan, because... Booking 101, the man who just gave you 30 defenses should be the number, at least the number one seed on a bracket for the eliminator tournament for what he did. And he wasn't. Nick Wayne was gifted a slot and not Orange Cassidy. Maybe it makes sense.
1: Oh Well, that's the, you know, you say, you know, consistency, right? The one thing AEW is consistent about. It shit don't make sense, bro. It never makes sense, hardly ever. I don't understand how the... And Prof, let me ask you this, dude. It's frustrating me because I'm getting upset thinking about it, right? But, why the fuck have we got a fucking tournament every second week? And if it's not a tournament, it's a friggin' Battle Royal for something th- th- two weeks after that. Every fucking second week, it's either a tournament or a Battle fucking Royal.
0: Why? It's called the quick fix.
1: We can't have that every fucking second week, bro.
0: Again, that's what Tony Khan, you know, he has to put people on TV to give it a reason. You know, fucking how many times did reason. the you know, think about it this way. The battle royal gives 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 Tony Khan a reason to put Butcher and the Blade on TV. That's where they belong, on a battle royal.
1: <laughs> oh, God, my God. Seriously? Pierce Austin's in the his house. What up, fellas? And what up, Pierce? What's cracking, lacking, bro? What and up, he also, Pierce? He also goes on to say, Battle Royals are the most overused thing in all of pro wrestling. In AEW, it is not so much so in WWE, in but maybe on the indie scene for sure, it would be spammed. I can see that 100. But AEW, just it's it's a it's an almost a weekly thing, even in the tag teams, prof. They have to – how do they come up with a trio's number one contender or a tag team number one contender? I know. Let's fucking do – he should be like Eugene TK. he like, hey everybody. Like, seriously, let's do a battle royal because, like you said, it's an easy way out. Let's mm-hmm. fucking do that because I'm lazy. I don't want to fucking think. I just want to – I just want to rack, you know, every two seconds. It's just fucking – this guy either has a serious drug problem. He did say he doesn't – he hadn't slept for three days. Legit. That's what he said on the fucking scrum, right? Mm-hmm. Good one, TK. Tell everybody how you say. Well, up.
0: Well, maybe, in the, maybe for TK's office he has that. You remember when Bishop did the wheel? He just spins yeah. the wheel and, you know, the choices are battle royal, battle royal, battle royal, tournament, uh, <laughs> tournament, tournament, battle royal, battle royal, <laughs> singles match, fatal four-way. <laughs> Battle royal, battle royal. This is so you know the wheel just dictates what he wants. <laughs>
1: Fuck. But do you think he has dementia, maybe, or amnesia, maybe? Like, do you think he realizes that this is happening every second week at this point?
0: Well, you know, Coke brings you up, and then he has to bring. <laughs> he has to take downers too. So it's a, it's a oh, levels. Oh,
1: I see. And, and one other thing, TK. I'm talking to you. If you ever see this, which I'm sure you won't, but if you do. Stop fucking drinking a soda in the middle of the scrum because you look like a fucking weirdo bro. Have you seen the way he sculls that thing bro? He's good he's <laughs> like he's sucking dick, he's like You can see his an example all weird and shit. He literally puts his whole mouth on the damn top of the soda bottle, bro.
0: Well, you know, that's his his only sexual pleasure right now. So, you know, he's up 24 hours a day. He's writing for all the AEW fans. He's trying to book this, you know, this car till Grand Slam. And then we'll see where he goes from after that.
1: Oh, this is a good one by Josh. Do you think Tony Khan is a relative of Herb Abrams? Abrams. Yeah, well, he died in the blaze of glory. So uh, he was all uh, greased up too. think about it, right?
0: Well, if he Tony, if, there, if, if, there's, if there's stories of Tony Khan butt naked in a hotel with Coke yeah. in it in his nose and hookers, Ooh. please show me that tape. That That's the security tape I want to see.
1: Dude, have you seen the AI uh, uh, photo of uh, TK?
0: <laughs> I think uh, Ray put that on the Hustle uh, F- pay- Facebook page, and that's our new cover. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh,
1: okay, okay. The one where he's in the toilet cubicle? Mm-hmm oh that is golden bro that's exactly what goes through my mind too you know what i'm saying like i see him and i'm like and i can picture him having a panic attack he's like oh my god oh my god cokes everywhere he's panicking i don't know what to do i don't Mm know what to do where's punk where's kenny like you know like he's just stressing out dude he's just a weird dude Mm -hmm. um that's also two ps bro when was the last time tk blinked (laughs) wow (laughs) <laughs> That's true. I mean, when was the last time he blinked? And shout out to Pierce, by the way, man. He's killing it. G- Announcer. I mean, he was doing commentary for GCW when they came down here a couple and, of weeks and ago. And he did
0: impact and when they and were the in Australia. Paris. So, kudos to and, Pierce for his absolutely. good job over there.
1: And the Hammer says, lazy booking. Well, but the one thing AEW is consistent, Charles, is they're consistently the same shit it is consistently lazy consistently there's nothing going on there's no sort of story arc like a proper one that is right mm-hmm. they just don't know what the fuck they're doing Ugh, i just give up man at this i'm getting close bro i'm getting close to just saying fuck this shit i can't watch it every week but he always well,
0: gives us something well, to talk about well to answer the blinking question i mean play it <laughs> you know for all the uh for all the people in the chat that's your new drinking game. You drink when he blinks. Guess what? You won't drink. You will be you will be sober on that night on Dynamite or Collision if you don't see him blink or the media scrum. Count how many times he blinks, and if he if he doesn't, you ain't getting drunk that night.
1: <laughs> Pierce also says TK should hire me to be his heavy. I'll get rid of half the roster. <laughs> no shit, I'll get rid of a lot of that fucking meat. No shit, pun intended. Anyway, anyway, back to fucking rampage. The first match is Penta Alzero Miedo defeating Jay Lethal, which I'm so sad for Jay in, at this point. And this was a tournament eliminator match, right? If I mm-hmm. remember,
0: yeah. They were both um, they were both qualified, which I have no reason why. I mean, you have Penta in the in this? You know, Penta had a, that war with the BCC, right? So I guess I guess that that gives you that constitutes him getting a slot. Right. OK, I can I give guess. you that. I'll give you that pass. Jay Lethal and, and Jeff Jarrett, like you said, you're you're upset with. Well, you're upset with his booking. So he's gifted a slot to lose. So it's more predictable than anything. So that that's the problem right there. Hey, what's going on? CM Punk. I, I see a picture of him. Man, I'm 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 alone. Oh, is this? Yeah, right, oh, I'm
1: sorry. Uh, I'm old. I'm frustrated, and I'm working with children, bro. Well, oh, I thought you was blinking,
0: <laughs> but I thought you was blinking behind the scenes, so you know. <laughs> I
1: was blinking behind the scenes, if you get my drift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, well, not blinking, maybe <laughs> maybe sleeping, but close enough. Yeah. Um, Labrad also says TK has been replaced with robots. Fucking TK is a robot. I mean. Seriously. I mean, yeah, exactly, Pierce. CM cunt. Or is it CM can't? I have no idea. It could be either one. But anyway, you're right what you said. There's no reason why this match is happening. There's no reason why. Maybe they were part of the Team TK, you know, and helping him stop Punk from eating him alive for, you know, that. I'm
0: not. I'm just trying to make try to make it make sense why they're gifted a slot in the in the tournament when mostly they were you know especially Jay Lethal that he's been in the in the tag team thing with Jeff the trios thing with Satim Singh so you know what constitutes him getting a a slot in this eliminator title tournament what gives Penta the right to have that except for the 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 match she had with BCC, the stadium stampede and all that stuff. So I can actually accept that. But again, when loss records matter, don't, well, it doesn't matter anymore. So, you know, Jay lethal has not been winning. Yeah. Jay lethal hasn't been winning matches. So, you know, again, make it make sense. Why they get, why they get these, these slots. You need to deserve to have these slots in this eliminated tournament, not just an easy fix, repented to move on to the next round to face whoever with Samoa Joe or something like that. I don't care. Yeah, well,
1: Yeah. So well, that's it, what's well, going to happen. It's very story
0: there. it the the eliminated tournament is very storyline driven, which is fine with, you know, which is fine by me. But put the right people to develop storylines. Not just not Nick, you know, Nick Wayne don't deserve it. Nick Wayne didn't yeah. deserve a slot. Roderick Strong, I understand the story he's in, but he doesn't deserve a slot because he got yoked by Samoa Joe on collision with a bad neck. He don't deserve a slot. Jeff Hardy don't yeah, Jeff deserve a slot. Jeff Hardy yeah. been coked up. He's been drugged. <laughs> he's been DUI, Mr. DUI, for years. Why do he get a slot? Just by name recognition alone? Come on, make it make sense.
1: This is him now, bro. Eyes shut. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, bro. I mean, and, and Josh asks a funny question here. If you were TK, who would you hire as general manager? Now, when you say general manager, Josh, do you mean like as in a real general manager or just on television? I mean, as far as television goes, if it was a general manager, who would you hire? I mean, Prof, I'll let you go first before I make my mind up.
0: Well, you know, t- Tony Khan's uh, best friend, Eric Bischoff would be the perfect general manager.
1: <laughs> I'm back <laughs> and better than ever. Hey, that here's another one that could be a good he- a heater, man. I mean, essentially he was, right? He wasn't yeah. he was doing all the dirty work for fucking Ted Turner.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: not like Ted was doing anything, right?
0: So if we do it if we're doing storylines uh, Eric Bischoff would be a good uh general manager. If we're doing the uh, Pierce Heater, you know, it, it's harder to, to hire the heater behind the scenes. You know, again, everybody in the wrestling industry, you know, look at the structures. Again, on, on the WWE side, Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, you know, Triple H. You know, and Triple H has his people like that he can entrust to like William Regal and all that stuff. No doubt. You know Impact Wrestling, you got Scott Demore, you got Tommy Dreamer, you got, you know, certain people like that behind the scenes where, you know, there is structure. The hard thing about T- TK, again, I don't need friends. I just need people to do their jobs. There's a difference. Just do your job. You got wow. heaters if they want to be. They're just not asked to be.
1: Right. And if you allow them to be also because Ooh. yeah, there's plenty of heaters, you're right. But it seems like it's just, I don't know. I'd love to be a fly on the wall, you know, over there, bro, because I would love just to be back there and just laugh at everything. Like, Mm -hmm. for real, I just want to laugh. I will so, I can understand Punk's fucking frustration, bro, because part of me right now just, it gets me angry talking about it. I just want to fucking grab TK by the scruff of his fucking neck and just fucking bitch slap him like this, bro. With a fucking trout also, with a fish. A wet one at that.
0: Think about it this baby. Punk was your legit heater, but you didn't let him be the heater.
1: Right. Instead, you fucking fire his ass. But mm-hmm. but, but Josh wants to know a real GM, so like a legit, like GM say. If, you, if it feels legit, like you said, Prof, they've already got heaters in the back, and if I had to pick one from AEW, uh, but they're old though, dude. I'm not going to lie. Uh,
0: yeah, Jim Ross I mean, does not want to do that anymore. He He's... And- he- you know, again, when you when you're that old, like even Cornette says, I'm offered jobs. I don't need to do that anymore. I don't want to because he's wow. reached that point in his age. He doesn't want to like yoke up young guys anymore. He just wants to do his podcast. But again, w- when you have the you know, when you have the fortitude, the te- testicular fortitude to want to do that job. Again, you have people there that should be the heaters. The EVPs can be heaters. Christopher Daniels can be heaters. Not even Arn Anderson should be a heater because, you know, he's too old. old. He's a man that should offer wisdom. You had your guy in punk. He was the perfect age. He was the perfect representation of being the heater. And again, they don't want to do that. Just like Elizabeth said earlier, they just want to be friendly with each other. It doesn't work that way.
1: Yeah, they just want to play with their assholes, bro. That's Mm -hmm. that's all they do in a in AEW these days. But yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is. It's frustrating. It pisses hey, me off. As long
0: as the check clears, I don't care. That's it. Look, look at this match. We had Penta and Jay Lethal. The check cleared. <laughs> they did what they did. And we know in the future, neither Penta or Jay Lethal are going to sniff the AEW world title. But they were <laughs> just gifted this story just to give you the illusion. Uh... The illusion yeah. that they're yeah. they're even top contenders for this. Wait till that He's next company. battle royal where there be yeah. uh. wait till the next uh, over overcharged gimmick battle royal for the number <laughs> one contender for the AEW World Championship.
1: Uh, it's funny you said that because did you hear fucking uh, what's his name uh, Excaliburto Excalibur? <coughs> what he said on Dynamite, bro, when he was trying to read out the Grand Slam Tournament Battle royale, blah 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 don't even say it he goes the grand slam oh whatever the fuck it's named like whatever the name is his frustrations came out funny enough for the first time and i started laughing i was, I was, I was like wow even he's saying he doesn't even know what the hell this shit is called because every second week we have a uh, this battle royal over the top battle royal under the road battle royal through the road battle royal tag team battle royal over charge battle royal under charge battle royal
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Grand and Slam Battle Royal. I have no fucking idea what the hell.
0: Draft Kings Battle Royal. It is what it is, but you know.
1: Oh, oh boy, oh boy. Ah, uh, but Pierce says, "Cuz, sorry, I wouldn't let you hurt TK, bro. I'd protect that little mark and get paid." Of course. Ah, uh, and hey, heck, you don't even give him a hug. I bet you you would, Pierce. You. You slimy mother... Nah, as
0: joking. long as the check clears. Pierce is, uh, is on point with the professor. As long as the check clears, I'm doing what I need to do.
1: while we Fucking hell, this <laughs> company. Anyway, speaking of frustrating, Prof, next we see Sammy Guevara coming out to confront a shirtless Chris Jericho on, on the commentary desk. Seriously, really? Anyway they both admit that they are there was PC no air channel.
0: conditioning at the building so you know that's I what see. it is see? I see.
1: see. yeah maybe that's that's the case true Why uh-huh. not? but that just sums up the company right when you really break it down you've got a shirtless chris jericho on comedy because that's so professional
0: well it's supposed to fit the gimmick and you know what i actually this is one of the high points of rampage if we go we'll be honest because this is a legit storyline they're, you know, they had some history. Ran, and for,
1: for Rampage.
0: Yeah, this is the continuity that we're talking about, Jimmy. This is what you wanted, so I'm all for this, and they want to they want to continue this at Grand Slam, and then we'll see where we go with this. You know, maybe Grand maybe Sammy Guevara can bring back, you know, the people that were wronged by the JAS, and it'll be the Sammy Guevara Appreciation Society, the SAS. Who knows? Wow. Wow. But well, I'm I'm just giving it. I'm just giving free ideas for TK because he's so, he's coked up right now. But you know, everybody <laughs> is expecting the 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 Jericho swerve. But you know, this is the time for Jericho to for people to feel empathetic towards him because he likes to do that. He that's ego maniacal too. He, you know, I've been a heel for this long. I need to now do the babyface run. So let me be betrayed by Sammy Guevara. Let the JAS now turn into the SAS, and they all come <laughs> after me. Now I go after them. So it, it, it feels like that's where, where they're going with that. But, again, we'll see where it goes. But at least there's continuity continuity with this. Are they trying to go after the AEW World Tag Team titles? Let's see if they hug it out. You know, if the fans want them to hug. That hug it out chant is getting very tiring. Ooh. You know, it, it it please, for the Mark hearts, when you do hug it out, make sure the storyline deserves that chant before you just say it. You know, yeah. I don't want to hug everybody. You know, let let there be some, you know, let there be some animosity. Let there be some aggression. I don't need to hug it out. That's too pansy for me.
1: (laughs) We need ruthless aggression, prof. Mm -hmm. But we're getting pussy aggression and not even coked up aggression, which you'd think would make him a little aggressive, but no. Mm -hmm. Not TK, not TK at all. And uh, Charles is funny. Under the ropes battle royal lol, yeah. Battery charge battle royal shit. And he also says Shirtless Joker looks pretty gay. I agree. Yeah. Gay. It's very gay. Uh Pierce also says Chris Joker now looks like that cool aunt He's about to go on a Tinder date with a man named Rick. Well, close enough. And Josh says, I'd like to see Joker win a world title shot only to give it to Sammy as a, a thank you. Uh why would he... Jericho, though, his character in AEW, Josh, is too full of himself. I don't see him actually doing that out of the goodness of his heart. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, you, and, you, and you think, why isn't Jericho in this Eliminator tournament slot either? First oh, AEW oh, champion, yeah. if you go yeah. by name recognition, why isn't Adam Page in this World Eliminator title tournament as a former champion himself? Again make it make sense
1: well you want to page. go with names yeah i know but not this company see mm-hmm. in tk's eyes you know he's locked up hangman adam page in whose house Swerve. swerve's house mm-hmm. exactly so he's busy in swerve's house whatever they're doing and whatever's gonna happen you know what's sad as good as swerve's promo was on wednesday he's gonna fucking lose
0: hopefully you know Hopefully, uh, the NAACP you know, you know, talks to Tony Khan and show and shows him the light, and then Swerve gets the win, and then he gets the push that everybody's been waiting for.
1: I he hope was, so, man. He was supposed to be
0: the that. international champion, but you know, that didn't work out.
1: You and I both know that shit ain't happening. As much as we both want this shit to happen, i will be so happy if Swerve did get a major push for once. But I just, I'm not confident it won't happen. Cause he loves these butterflies he loves these fucking you know christian as fuck guys mm-hmm. and, and i'm a kenny mark too right i'm not gonna lie but fuck
0: he loves kenny well you know what i'll, I'll go with the wait and see because again sometimes you, it, it takes you it, it, it takes a long time but at least it takes some time for you to see the light. So hopefully they see the light with Swerve and they see what happens there. I'm with you, Jimmy. I don't I don't have the confidence in a coked up Tony Abrams, but again, yeah. Let's just see if the, the right you know amount of coke is in his nose that he says, <laughs> let me give Swerve the push.
1: Well, you brought up light. I've been blinded by the light, prof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see what I did there? Oh well, yeah. But anyway, anyway. Um back to Jericho and Sammy. They both admit that they are pissing each other off and want to punch each other in the face. Jericho then said they need to settle this before winning the tag team titles so they can then laugh and shake hands about it afterwards and get back on track. Jericho then proposes that they fight each other in a singles match at Grand Slam on September 20th. They then hug and shake hands after agreeing to the fight. Now, first of all, I like the continuity of of this right continuity continuity i can't pronounce it properly but i just Mm did i used to not even be able to pronounce magnanimous until i heard it enough times where i was confident to pronounce it so Mm -hmm. thank you prof you're welcome but (laughs) in saying that though um i couldn't take this segment serious because them two weren't taking it serious bro
0: yeah, they were they I were jo- like they
1: wanted to laugh, right? Yeah, yeah. They,
0: they were they were trying to joke with they were trying to do the comedic joking with each other. So that kind of like threw me off a little bit. I I get where you're going with that, but again, the continuity is there. There's the story there, but of course, you and I know that there's a swerve coming. So which way are they gonna go? Again, the best way to do it is Sammy re you know, gets everybody from the JAS to go on his side. And to take him out but then again jericho jericho is so like you know he's he's a glory hog that he wants that so this way he can get on more tv time just so this way he can be the guy to go against the the supposed sas or whatever the case may be so you know because
1: the sass
0: the the sassy man (laughs)
1: yeah
0: but but (laughs) I, actually it's needed be, not only for sammy but for the people that have left because yeah, right. within this rampage card you see people struggling they're they're, they're taking losses they're taking ls right now we, we you know again kuhan Luke, and, and the daddy magic they took a loss tonight on a, a rampage against the bucks they just feel like afterthoughts. so probably this is the best thing that could happen if the swerve happens the other way. So this way, those people could get the TV time that they deserve. So, you yeah, know, right. see where it goes.
1: Problem though with that, Prof, is that you're thinking way too deep and AW and TK don't think that deep, bro. Every no, time I they try don't. Give them on, they don't. And I, every time I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, there's been times, for example, Chris and myself would be like, surely they're going this way, 100%. They're gonna go this way because it makes sense. It's the only thing that makes sense. But no, they go the other way completely and think, how? Like what the fuck? Like, it's not hard, man. Uh It's not hard. That's why I'm puzzled, prof. Like, how is it how are they so incapable of not coming up with it's simple. Pro wrestling doesn't have to be so complicated, bro.
0: Again, Tony is a fan of the of the move sets. He's a fan of the athleticism more than the storytelling, which he which people actually like thought that he was doing in the first year, year 1 and year 2, which he was yes, doing. Yeah,
1: he kind of was.
0: Yeah. But then he just said, "Fuck it, I ain't doing it anymore. I got the I got the roster. Let's just do the move sets. Let let's just go after the star ratings and go from there." Because the fans, the, the loyalists, the brand loyalists, they'll still come back for more of that. What am yeah, I doing? Help, what yeah, am I no, doing? Right. I'm not trying to get new fans. I got my brand loyalists. Yeah, I just got to make them happy.
1: And that's another issue. They're not trying to get new fans. And it drives me nuts, dude. And, you know, why can't we have, I need my brother again. I don't need, you know, I don't need Dustin. I need my brother. Remember that mm-hmm. shit? That shit brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, i done a Ric Flair there. Mm-hmm. It really did, bro. And I was thinking to myself at the time, I'm like, why the fuck am I tearing up over this shit? But that's when pro wrestling is beautiful, bro. When it's done properly, it can mm-hmm. bring all sorts of emotions, bro. And I'm not yeah. ashamed to say it. That's professional wrestling in a nutshell. That's how it's meant to be done, right? Yeah, it's meant that's, to bring that emotion.
0: That's the art right. form. But there's different you know, strokes of the paint brush you know what i mean so if you if you're doing the same paintbrush stroke it's boring it's the same thing you need different artists to tell different stories and b- different perspectives no pun intended but it is ah, but they're not ah, doing that ah, mm-hmm.
1: i see what you did there the only perspective that we care is the professor's perspective which we're getting right now which is brilliant yeah hey, dude you're spot on and that's why i don't understand we went from year one which is so hyped i was always looking forward to watching dynamite to fast forward three and a half years later. And here we are. AEW, mm-hmm. right? All elite wrestling. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. There goes that. We'll see what happens with Jericho and Sammy. Hopefully you're right. I'd love to see that. But again, I'm not sure or confident that they think that far ahead. Anyway, next, this match. I'm not going to lie. I, I totally like walked out of the room. But I will say it anyway. It was Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida. And sky blue, of course, defeating Anna J, the bunny, and Taya Valkyrie. What the fuck is up with Taya's hair? Oh, it looks weird, bro.
0: Well, you know what? I think it's the it's Slam Town. It's the Slam Town hair. I, oh, I well, think I, I think they're gonna, you know, again because TK for the booking purposes. Eventually, Taya and Johnny Johnny TV will come back together, and I they will. So. Yeah, I hope so too, because they need to be together. They, right. they need that Lucha Underground, Slamtown kind of gimmick again. They could do it on AEW TV, but again, we just have to wait for it to percolate, let it marinate. But again, six women, well, not six women, four women really have no purpose on TV right now. And that's including <laughs> Sky Blue because everything was about Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker, the look. They're going to have their one-on-one match soon. Maybe going to be Grand Slam also or, you know. What There's supposed to be a a four-way to determine the new number one contender for Soraya at Grand Slam. So, again, like you're getting another hyper-tournament. You're getting a a quick fix to get another new number one contender, Jimmy, just for you.
1: Fucking hell, Prof. (laughs) God damn it. Jesus Christ. I can see how Punk would be so boiling, bro. Mm -hmm. Shit. Josh says, and he says what you said, he'd like to see Jericho win a world title shot only to give it to Sammy as a thank you. But he also goes on to, goes on to say, don't forget about WrestleMania 7 when Miss Elizabeth and Savage reunited. Remember that, Prof? Yeah. Elizabeth, uh, will you marry me? And he, wasn't it that night when they had the wedding? Oh, no, that was SummerSlam. That was SummerSlam. Later on. The, yeah. the, the match made in heaven. <laughs>
0: hmm
1: and then the snake.
0: Well, WrestleMania Seven was, was where everybody cried Warrior, when they right. when they reunited. So the that's retirement the retirement match. Mm-hmm. Yes, that
1: wasn't so much a retirement match, but you know how it is. It's progressing. Mm-hmm. But that was another moment, dude. I was a kid. I remember watching that live, bro, back then, mm-hmm. and it still stands out to me now. Like I was like happy for Elizabeth and Macho Man, even though you know Warrior beat him, and that was an epic match. Say what you want about Warrior, right? That match was epic with Macho Man. Sure, Macho was carrying the match. Doesn't matter though. It still as, epic. as
0: great as it as it was, just think about it this way: people like Meltzer and let's say SRS and Alvarez, if they had the platform as big as it is now for them in the wrestling bubble, they would have ruined that saying. You know that these that these two are divorced, right? This is just yeah, for show. They were divorced this is just. Back this is, then, bro. Yeah, so they were already yeah. separated. So th- yeah. th- this is just for show right now. So you know. Again, as the you and I being kids loving it, not thinking it's real, but you know, it's a it's a real moment. Right, for sure. Those guys would have ruined it saying, you know, that they're divorced already, right? So this doesn't really mean anything. So you're just trying to ruin it just to think you're just some hot shit.
1: Yeah, and let's be honest, man. I think the dirt sheets and look, man, I've always been you know into the behind the scenes shit, as I'm sure you have also. Mm-hmm. But 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 in fairness, there's, level. you, there's, there's levels. There's levels exactly. There's totally levels, and you and I can move past that and watch wrestling for what it is, right? And not even think about the death mm-hmm. sheets because you know we know how, what it's about and whatnot. But a lot of fans, you know, it can totally ruin it for them. Totally. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, and and I think you know. There needs to be a point where it's impossible to do. That's on the
0: fans. They got to compartmentalize, you know, what they see in the ring and then not try to, like, mix in what's going on behind the scenes because that doesn't work all the time in terms of booking. So, you know, it doesn't work that way all the time. So, you know, let the stories play out. Let it kayfabe in the ring and then, you know, enjoy it for the entertainment value and go from there. But don't mix in what's going on behind the scenes with the sheets because then you'll just ruin your enjoyment for Raw, SmackDown, Collision, Dynamite, Rampage, all that stuff.
1: I absolutely agree, man. Lizabeth says the best TV wedding ever. Oh, for sure, the best TV wrestling wedding by far. Because
0: the they marriage... actually got married on that. Goddamn, that was the only yeah. one on. <laughs> every other like wedding comparison. got ruined. Yeah, every yeah, other wedding yeah, God, got ruined.
1: Wasn't that the first wedding, though, in in, in uh, professional wrestling history, though, at this point?
0: No, the first wedding was Uncle Elmer on Saturday night's oh, main event.
1: Oh, yes, I remember that. Fuck, you're right. Mm-hmm. Still, that was so not memorable compared to this one. But still, you're mm-hmm. right. That's true. Um, also, hey, Jerome Hall is in the house. What up, bro? What up, Jay? What's crack lacking? Thanks for joining us. Um, and also...
0: You got yeah, the you got the time. night well you know what time is it over there Jimmy on your end you're in the yeah, morning time right
1: No 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 it's 2:42 p.m. in the afternoon for me
0: Oh damn See yeah, I'm perfect, I'm bro. we're the night owls here so this is you know right. this is late night
1: Don't blame me blame AEW for this weird time slot bro at 11 p.m. Eastern that it starts Rampage Well no it's 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Sorry But uh, yeah we'll move on though we have spoken for a good hour and and 37 mm-hmm. minutes. But did I mention that yeah, the three chicks in Baker, Sheeta, and Blue defeat Jay, Bunny, and Valkyrie? What a weird sixam that is. Anyway, next we see Hook saying it feels good to have the FT title back where it belongs in New York. You know what? He needs to shut the fuck up, Prof. <laughs> you,
0: you know, you know what's interesting about that vignette? Did you notice how they edited the way he won? They didn't show Jack Perry's face.
1: Oh true. That's a good point. I didn't think about that at that point, but was, now that I was think just, back on
0: it. Yeah. In the commentary yeah. they didn't they didn't mention Jack's name. They didn't they didn't you only saw his feet, so, you know, <laughs> when Hook was pinning him, but they didn't show no they didn't show the spot of the suplex on the car. They didn't show him true. beating up Jack or anything. They kept it to only Hook. So, you know, it's a funny vignette. But yet it shows like Hook is like in an island to himself because a belt that really doesn't matter so what it's the ftw belt it's not recognized it's just by name recognition and alone and that history even for an ecw mark like myself i don't care because that belt was just made as a fu to whoever to was the, the heavyweight champion the
1: world to champion right. right fuck the world so, titles whatever really stands for
0: yeah it was so you know people are, if people don't remember that history and Tony Khan forgetting that history. It is what it is. But hook is on an arm to himself because who really wants that belt? Nobody. It don't matter. So it's kind of stupid. Hook's got to move on. Hook's got to move on to the TNT title. Hook's got to move on to the international title. Hook's got to move on to the next level. Because again, if you keep holding in this little like box of easy wins, easy five-minute wins against, like, Serpentico type of people, it won't matter for Hook to develop himself into a main event character. He's wow. He had a chance, and TK fucked that up, so.
1: And you know what? You just made me realize something, dude. I, I bet you that even though apparently TK was an ECW mark, apparently, mm-hmm. right, you just brought up something and just reminded me something. I don't think he clearly knows the history of the FTW championship. If he knew what that that bout really meant, would mm-hmm. he be wouldn't Hook by rights be sort of you know sticking the bird up to the world champion? Yeah, Basically. yeah. So how the fuck have they not? They've never explained the FTW championship either. Well, never. Taz Taz kind of oh Taz has Taz,
0: swayed, that's the sway the right. the history about it, right. but again. The meaning of the FCW Championship just doesn't hold water to, like, people wanting to fight for it and to compete for it because it's an unrecognizable title.
1: Right, and if that was smart, no, you're spot on. If that was smart, you know how Punk had his real world championship, right? Mm -hmm. Punk could have gone for that if, if they already explained what that bout really meant and everybody actually knew what it meant. He could have gotten that bout as a big FU to the world champion and even use that in promos on why it's an FU to the world champion. But no, instead, I'm just saying, if you wanted to build it up, Mm -hmm. you could have gone that way. But again, AEW, right? It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they didn't. Um, Josh wants to know, though, do you think they will fire Jack Perry? Uh, No, we said this at the start of the show, Josh. He's a martyr. He's -hmm. taken one for the team. It's all smoke and mirrors, man. Even though like you said, prof, they didn't show his face. hmm This is all done as just a thing to show, you know, to punk and whatnot. Oh no, look, see he's he's getting punished and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. It's all bullshit. It's smoke and mirrors. It's a mirage. Mm-hmm. It's just done for legal reasons and whatnot. Yeah.
0: And nine months later he'll be going after the T N T title and maybe even winning it, so <laughs>
1: Good for him. I hope they, he blows up for winning it if you get my drift.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Kaboom, TNT. Boom goes the dynamite. Anyway, let's move on, though. I hate the way he spoke, though. I won't lie. The way he said New York, it was just not tough, bro. <laughs> but but whatever, man. I, I like Hook, though. Uh, next, we see the Young Cucks, or the Young Bucks, sorry, defeating Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. Dude, I kid you not, I walked out to take a piss. I come back and the match was over.
0: Yeah, this is what I'm telling you, because this is why Sammy Guevara needs to swerve Jericho for people like them, because guess what they're turning into 2.0 in NXT, where they were taking two minute matches and jobbing out to everybody on NXT's level. So and then Jake Hager, you know, he don't have his hat anymore. He don't feel important. So, again, this whole group of people that were in the J.A.S., I get what Jericho was saying on commentary, you know, they need to spread their wings and, and make it on their own. I get that. But yet the swervers is right there. Everybody joins the SAS and then they can get back on TV Then they can get their momentum back because they sorely need it. Again, you got a tag it gives team. A purpose. Yeah, it gives them purpose. It gives them storylines. And again, you have got collision, so you can use cool hand Luke and uh, da- Daddy Magic and all that stuff.
1: Wow, man, it's so true, dude. Why do I have the feeling if we don't go the Sammy Guevara way, mm-hmm. can you see the inner circle becoming a thing again? If you pay attention, Guevara's wearing wearing that, you know, the vest, right? But yeah. it's the inner circle one, not the jazz one.
0: I haven't really noticed that. I didn't I yeah, thought it was a JS one. Notice to
1: that. No, it's the inner circle one which makes me think
0: he's going to create his own inner circle of people that he will entrust. And maybe, yeah, maybe Jake is one. of. Well, Jake would be obvious. The other people are a little bit questionable because, you know, it was, you know, LA. Well, I keep calling him LAX. It was proud and powerful and Jake and Sammy and Jericho. But again, we could talk about, you know, Santana's a promo because he don't (laughs) care about, Santana,
1: you mean Mike Santana?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, well, or Mike. Well, it shouldn't be Mike. It should be Miguel. But that's just me. Right. But you know, but you know, he, he he don't like Ortiz for nothing. So you know that that just doesn't that that already washed away everything he said. Washed away any kind of inner circle reunion. So he wants to do things on his own. But oh, wow. you get where I'm going with. He can create his own inner circle, which will probably include his wife, which w- could probably include. Jake, and can include Cool Hand Luke and Daddy Magic.
1: (laughs) Cool Hand Luke. (laughs) Well, speaking of Mike Santana, but it should be Miguel. I know, I guess Miguel would translate from Spanish to English, Michael, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Something along those lines. It's just just more better. It just rolls off the tongue better.
1: It does. Not only does it sound better, but it sounds tougher and meaner, but how about we just cut the first name and just keep him as Santana, for crying out loud?
0: I go with that
1: too. Yeah. It's not hard, man. It was cool. Don't fucking change something that didn't need to be changed. But anyway, uh, Mike Santana has learned that you can't count on anybody to have the same passion that you do. He has to take the road alone and bet on himself. He's not here to just be another guy, he's here to be the guy. And he's going to piss off a lot of people in the process. Yeah, you're going to piss us off because it's all talk. Like you said, Prof, it'll be all talk, it'll be all bullshit and we go nowhere with good old Mike Santana.
0: You, you know what? Again, this is the problem. Like, I'm not going to say this is a problem, it's just like more of people if you're very hardcore, right? You know where Mike Santana was because right. in in the New York area in the in the tri-state area here, he did a lot of shit solo. For sure. In, uh, for House of Glory. So I really? think he was a former House of Glory champion or he was He was competing for it. So if you saw his matches there, you could see the potential. So if that potential can sprinkle on dynamite and collision and and rampage and stuff like that, then you're going to get the best of Mike Santana. But we I don't know if Tony Khan will bring that out yet or if people will accept it because people on TV only have seen Santana Ortiz Santana Ortiz for the last. What was it? Five years, give or take. Eight, so,
1: maybe a little more even, dude. Maybe yeah, six.
0: but that's what you've seen on TV. You haven't yeah. seen Santana in a solo spot, but if you're a hardcore fan, you know what he was doing in House of Glory. So TK is gambling on this, and and I said this, Santana and Ortiz, if it was about the money and TV time, they needed to mend mend their fences and make up because they they could already be number one contender to the AEW Tag Team titles in an instant, in a flash. Everybody would accept it. And they they should have been tag team champions. But again, time has passed on that. And I don't know if they can mend their fences. And they can just, you know, again, it's like punk. Let's think about the money. Let's think about business. If I don't want to, this is the same thing. This is the same problem. If Santana and Ortiz don't want to work with each other for the common goal of making money and being the best tag team, we got a problem.
1: It's a huge problem. As a matter of fact, um, first of all, you can't just go, like you said, from this tag team, and unless you're a hardcore fan and you know Mike Santana's history and when he was a singles guy in HOG, you don't know, right? So why couldn't they at least build, now that he's back, they could have had him as a tag team still. Give us something, right, where Mm -hmm. you're building towards the split and whatnot, where you're building towards Mike Santana being a serious... Singles competitor, right? And he's got this, he's got the look, he can talk
0: or oh, goddamn, just betray Ortiz, beat the shit yeah. out of him, and had just simple. had that throwaway match on dynamite. That's it's
1: it. fucking simple, bro. It's simple. Yeah. I mean, TK loves parodies, do the barbershop window <laughs> thing again, bro. Fuck it, you know what I mean? Why not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Do something, bro. Do something. But as far as Ortiz and Santana's relationship goes, I'm actually friends with uh, Ortiz on Facebook, Mm -hmm. his actual account. I won't lie, man. Going by his actual account, he posts a lot of pictures of himself with Santana, dude. And he's just doing a lot of reflecting. Now, that makes me think, if they're not cool still, it's clearly on Santana's side, bro. And not really on Ortiz's side
0: maybe Santana, you know, wants to sol- you know, everybody you know, when you get into the wrestling business as I've heard, you're not dreaming to be the tag team champion, you're dreaming to be the heavyweight champion, to being the guy or the girl, and to be in the main event slot, but you only think about yourself in the, slow- solos, in the solo slot, so if he has that delusions of grandeur good for him, you know he his shit don't stink, he's confident in his own abilities, cool but do it the right way and, and and like you and I just said, betray Ortiz, beat the shit out of him. Get that ma- Get that throwaway. Well, actually, it's not a throwaway match. It's a good feud to have them, you know, fight each other. Build, build, build it towards full gear or something like that. And, and you know, that's TV time right there. Right. But again, we'll see where it goes because I think this this is a good example of Santana Collision is a good spot for him to be on. Perfect. Just to just to develop his singles role,
1: and if you're going to keep him separated, that's another way to go. Have him, you know, Santana there. Have Ortiz if you can do anything with Ortiz as a singles guy, which I fear mm-hmm. for because he's just too small. But then again, it is AEW. If you're small, you're a star. Yeah, uh, which is weird. Uh, Jerome Hall says money talks. Yeah, it does. But also bullshit walks, Jerome. So. It is what it is, and Josh says the professor always dropping knowledge didn't know about Santana in House of Glory. That's why he's the professor, Josh, as you know. <laughs> Literally, I remember the first time you—oh, not the first time. There was a few of our listeners that didn't actually know who you were. Weird enough, and you know they were saying, "Oh, the professor, huh?" And then by the end of the show, bro, on the last hunkage, they were saying, oh, now I understand why you know he's called the professor." And then everyone loved you, bro. And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Well, there you go." Believe me, it's you don't just, call yourself the professor for nothing.
0: It's not a catchphrase. It's a lifestyle. I'm glorious <laughs> for a reason.
1: <laughs> I love it, bro. You're the, one of the best, man. No doubt about it, bro. Um, So, yeah, next we're on the main event, man. And um, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of – I know Jeff Hardy can't really bring anything, but nevertheless, Samoa Joe defeats Jeff this, Hardy. This,
0: this is a great example of what you said. It looks good on paper, but the reality just sets in because, again – for well, the storyline, yes, Samoa Joe has to win. Samoa Joe looks like he's going to win this tournament. It's too predictable. It's too, you know. Again, we That's want to see. Predictable. We want to see Samoa Joe and MJF. I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. not blind by that. You want to see it. I want to see it. Everybody Absolutely. wants to see that because the push. And, and this is the great example, like you said, like the quick fix booking, like battle royals and eliminator tournaments. But we already had the storyline after. You know, and it just developed on all out. It was right there. It was. It developed that dynamite. It develops where you can have these interview segments of MJF and Adam Cole talking about Samoa Joe and vice versa. But you need a tournament to prove a predictable outcome.
1: No. Oh
0: man! Again,
1: you with 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 the professor's perspective right there makes me just go ting in my head as you're saying that. You're spot on, dude. What's frustrating is the fact we went into a program between himself, as in some old Joe, and MJF, right? Mm-hmm. Only to go into a fucking tournament, right? That's going to be dead obvious because we all know. You you know, I know. Stevie Wonder can fucking see he's going to win the damn fucking tournament, all right?
0: No, in- you know what? Remember, Tony Khan, if he gets the good coke, depends on what region he's at, He'll try to swerve you. Don't 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 get it twisty. He'll try to swerve you. Because yeah. guess what? Cocks, the, 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 coke, the Coke works where Roderick Strong might win this <laughs> goddamn tournament and he'll make it make sense so he could, you know, for the Adam Cole, MJF, love triangles, and uh, the kingdom thing too. Cause he thinks that sells money too. Don't don't uh, get it twisted, Jimmy. It's not always that predictable because of the Coke that he in he ingests.
1: True. My bad. That's what makes mm-hmm. it unpredictable, right? Yes. <laughs> because of the coke. It all depends on what batch he fucking gets. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The kingdom thing, yes, again, if you know like their history, yes, Adam Cole used to be part of the kingdom a long fucking time ago in Ring of Honor, but no one cares about that. No one cares about Adam Cole in the kingdom fucking days. Like, you know, in that time. That was a fucking a long time ago. Cole got hot once he joined Bullet Club. That's the fact it is what it is Mm -hmm. sure he was kind of hot with the kingdom too don't get me wrong but once he joined bullet club he went to the next level right Mm -hmm. i don't want to see cole in the kingdom anymore i don't care to see cole in the kingdom and roddy strong am i supposed to take him seriously or am i supposed to laugh
0: you're supposed to laugh because of the neck brace
1: okay but how did we get to a comedy like how did this become comedy bro
0: Well, Roddy Roddy made a comedy with the neck brace. Roddy made a comedy with the the overacting. And then, again, you're right with the kingdom because I don't care about the kingdom either. I used to, but again, that was 10 years ago with ROH. And again, who are you booking this for? One guy who's very happy about it is Tony Khan because he remembers it. He grew up with it. This was something that he popped for. So he's popping for storylines that, you know, He thinks that the histrionics of the kingdom means something to me. Okay. And and for the AEW shill brands, brand loyalists, yeah, it will make (laughs) sense to you. And, of course, remember, MJF and Samoa Joe, we want to see the match for another different reason, but it happened in WWE because of the push when he was security. And MJF wants to exacerbate that, too. He wants to remind people about that but then you're doing a storyline from a different organization to get to this point is it good television or is it just you know again you're just recycling something that happened somewhere else to bring it here but we want to see that because i think that's more new you know what i mean
1: absolutely it is and plus for the people that understood it like you and i and i'm sure most of our listeners they get the wink wink you know what i mean it's a throwback to nxt brooklyn right I mean, you know, when he was walking out and um, MJF was playing that extra as a security guard, where he sort of him with his hand mm-hmm. as he's about to walk forward. And we got the exact same scenario again at All Out. It was essentially the same reenactment. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm I'm hyped for that match. And yeah. personally, I would love to see Joe win it. I know he's not. I know Joe's going to win this damn tournament. See, this is how weak this shit is, Prof. We know he's going to win the tournament unless... The batch of coke changes, so there's there's a real maybe, but I somehow doubt it. And, and then after that, we know who's going to win that match. It's not going to be Joe. And that's what sucks. How do you make something so fucking predictable and think, this is television? What they should have done, if they're going to go this way, never have that interaction with MJF yet. Right. Just don't. Don't make it look so damn obvious, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe, instead- well, you know what, maybe because of the punk situation... They had to pivot very fast.
1: I understand so, that.
0: So to do that. So again, it's it's the only business that you can do. And Samoa Joe is doing what's best for business. Push it off and see where it goes. And the people are popping for it. I, I can't blame him for that. No, That's where the good I, coke I, I comes in. That's where the good coke comes in.
1: You're talking about that grade A, 100% pure Colombian man. Mm-hmm. Like Jerome said. <laughs> of course. That's disco shit right there, Jerome. <laughs> uh, he also says that neck brace was bad. It's still bad. I can't stand it, bro. It's just... And he also says if you hurt real or fake, sit your ass down. Right? I mean, fuck. It's Physically or emotionally.
0: I don't I don't understand that one.
1: <laughs> well, that, that's another problem in AEW. It seems mm-hmm. like mentally... They're all mentally unstable in that damn company. I mean, tell me when I'm telling lies, prof. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm just saying, shout-outs to that guy. <laughs> we, <laughs> I won't mention anymore. No, but anyway, uh, Joe does defeat Jeff Hardy. The match started off like shit, but you know what? The last two minutes, I kind of enjoyed. First of all, the, the, the walk away when um, Jeff Hardy was... What was he doing? He was going for like a flying forearm, I think. Yeah. And the way fucking Joe sort of stepped sideways was fucking great, dude. That looked really good because... It looked like Jeff Hardy went flying out of the ring and almost, like, fucked himself up. He just wasn't the same after that.
0: that that's what Joe is known for. He, he, he just walks away from anybody doing their high spot. So, it is very, it's, fun, it's the funniest shit. i love loved that for many years.
1: I've loved it for many. I've been a Joe fan, bro, for, like, a, for all the way from the Ring of Honor days onto TNA. I've followed his whole career, dude. Mm-hmm. He's still got his old school TNA DVDs. And his Ring of Honor stuff too, so I'm with you, bro. Joe, no shit. He's one of my favorite wrestlers in the last 20 years. You know what I mean? Legitly. Mm-hmm. I can't say anything. I mean, he gets me excited still, even though I know he's towards the end of his career. I still get excited. I find him criminally underrated still, bro. He's yeah. such a good mic fucking guy. He can go in the ring still. Sure, he's put on a lot of weight these days, I feel like. And he's kind of losing his hair a bit. He's getting a bit older. He looks a little more sweaty in the ring. But damn it, he can still, he understands how to work. And he knows how to slow things down and still make things look fucking good. He gets it. But after (laughs) that walk away, I felt like there was a few potatoes thrown from Jeff Hardy after that. I don't know why. It looked like he was really laying into him with some of the elbow shots, bro. It looked like they were hitting the elbows instead of forearms. And then Joe just choked him out. In a vicious way, bro. Like I'm just yeah. dragged him down like a shark in the water and
0: just This is Joe's maybe I'm not gonna call it a Swan song, but you are right. It, it he's is, getting, it it he's getting closer and I'm glad he's at a level where he can be in the main event scene. He deserves it. You know, he you know, the injuries took him you know, took a took him back in the WWE and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm glad that he's got this run right now. So could he beat MJF? Yeah, he could. I I can see that. He should he the should. problem? I
1: want him to the, have one last run.
0: The problem is where TK wants Samoa Joe. Does he want him still in Ring of Honor to be on Honor Club to be where twelve hundred people subscribers are paying for him weekly? No, now
1: you're being too nice. Twelve hundred, <laughs> please.
0: What do you mean? Well, twelve hundred people are paying ten bucks a month. Think about <laughs> it.
1: Oh, that's the moolah, bro.
0: Yeah, that's moolah right there
1: oh shit i mean it's a joke ring of honor he should just i don't know bro it's not it doesn't have the feel of ring of honor of old it just doesn't but whatever and the thing about joe you're wasting his talent there i get why you would have him there yes he's a ring of honor legend we all understand that but he's better utilized on the main AEW roster let's be real man but also one thing that's that i noticed that ring of honor television championship his son looked like a damn toy belt on him dude have you noticed well, how small it, that damn thing looks right now?
0: I I noticed one thing about the Ring of Honor belts. That they all look the same. No matter yeah, if it's the do. television, the heavyweight, or even the tag team, they all look the same to me. I just, you know, I'm squinting my eyes right now. It looks like I'm sleeping, <laughs> but, uh, like, it looks the same. They all look the same.
1: <laughs> They're literally exactly the same. The pure championship. The, he's using the old school ones. The first... Generation of world championships Not the newer ones that came later But
0: that's the the disrespect That they all look the same It doesn't mean anything If they all look the same it has no different meaning Because I'm just fighting for the same belt (sighs) The AEW belt is different The TNT belt is different The international belt has it's own look and distinction It's supposed to look different It's supposed to mean something different But if the ROH belts all look the same Or similar then what am I fighting for? Oh, you. You, it makes
1: you sense. Just, you, yeah, that's an understatement. You're just mm-hmm. fighting for a, a silver plate with red writing on it, bro. Yeah, It's not even gold for crying out loud. Literally.
0: Literally. No, it's bro. not gold. It, it's platinum. It's platinum.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Not stainless steel?
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> Cubic zirconia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. do make me laugh. That's even cheaper, bro. <laughs> I mean, seriously, now we're going cheap, TK, for crying out, for crying out loud. Um, Josh says, you could have had a triple threat for number one contender for world titles, Strong versus Cole versus Joe. Or oh, Liz, like she said, Adam Cole on the pole match. That has a good ring to it. That's a possibility, Liz, honestly. Not because we're on ChannelAttitude.com and, you know, the the Russo brand, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just saying, not because of that, because he's the king of uh, on a pole match but right at this point it could be dildo in adam cole match you know what i mean for you know neck braces i mean this is weird bro but uh jerone says fuck (laughs) fuck the belt put me in a good angle right and that's potentially a great angle where it goes which is obvious where it's going we'll see but like Mm -hmm. the professor said it all depends on that cocker baby it all depends but he's saying that, Prof. You know what, man? We should take it home. We went over two hours. I think this was a great episode. Just quietly, the listeners and viewers are still tuned in. Thank you to everyone that's in the chat, by the way. You guys are always great.
0: You got to thank them. They're drinking coffee right now. They're trying to stay <laughs> up. Not, uh, hopefully we we kept them up. This was this is better than coffee. So you know, for the night owls on on this side, Jimmy, you're it's two in two in the afternoon, man. You're up. The sun is out. We're 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 the ones that want to go to sleep right now. So for those for those in the chat, I salute ya.
1: Absolutely, man. They always turn up, bro. Doesn't matter what time. Every time I think there's no one going to be in, I'm telling you because we're late. They still turn up. So man, you guys and girls, I appreciate you all. All of you, man, I really do. Yous are all great, and I can't thank yous enough. So prof, in saying that. If you had to give it an A or an F grading, I don't even think we should give it a grading because you really can't with Rampage, right? I mean...
0: We... I could give it an incomplete because, you know, I just want to <laughs> see where it goes.
1: <laughs> incomplete. I like it. I'll, yeah. I'll follow you with that one. Mm-hmm. incomplete or to be determined, yes. shall we say. GBD. Let's get back to that. That's it. Exactly. Spot on. But tell them where they can find you, brother.
0: You can find me on the Xer at PRF. That's pwsoprof, and you can find me on the Hammy Media Group at PowerBeam and the PWC at PowerBeam.com, where I'm hosting the most nostalgic podcast out there, the PWR, the Pro Wrestling Reflection with myself and the Tommy Wonder. And dropping this weekend, we're gonna do a we're going episodic. We're gonna talk about an old school Monday Nitro from September of 1995. Like the oh, third sweet. episode of Nitro. So check that out. That was a pretty bad
1: Nitro, bro. Man, we serves me right. You know what I mean? Those 95 ones, ugh, they were pretty bad. But, man, if anyone hasn't checked out the Pro Wrestling Reflection or the Spotlight, do yourselves a favor and check it out. Because like I've said to you week in, week out, your shows with Tommy Wonder have been fire lately, bro. Everyone is Appreciate. enjoying the shows. I-, I kid you not, I'm not saying that. Because, you know, you're a friend of mine. I truly mean that, bro. Like, I, really I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I the shows. Mm-hmm. Keep doing your thing, man, because they're really fucking popping right now. And, thank,
0: and I heard Chris Ams gave me a shout out, so I'm giving you a shout out, Chris. So thank you for, you know, when you're driving the truck and listening to the PWR, yeah, I'm glad I entertain you too. So, you know, the skirmish entertains me and I, and I entertain Chris. So And I entertain Jimmy too. So we have thank to entertain you, each other
1: absolutely absolutely nothing but the best here at the pwc network and at hmg and channelattitude.com and of course the pw hustle where we all join forces but if you want to follow me on the x i've still got to get used to that prof you can add dj mass effects right above there i believe i don't know yeah again, it's the other way around
0: your right but hand all... did it your right hand did it when so you I pointed Yep. Prefer- up mm-hmm.
1: oh good so that's the right way anyway mm-hmm. you can add dj mass effects and also you can follow us at the PwC network. Please like and subscribe to channelattitude.com where for five bucks you get the best talk in all of pro wrestling. I don't even need exactly five bucks. Not join the dark order, but five bucks. You get the best talk literally in all of wrestling. You got Bin in Stevie Richards, El Snow, Vince Russo, Stevie Ray. I mean, there's there's a lot more and I'm missing. I mean, Big Ray Hernandez and even april hunter i mean the list goes on and on and on beat there's also Vito as well i mean there's everybody at ChannelAttitude.com. there's something for everyone also Hameen media mediagroup.podbean.com where you get all our affiliate shows including the reflection and the pwc network.podbean.com we can find all our shows also and in saying that i think it's a wrap, prof i am jimmy t that is the professor chabella vera cruz And you've been listening and watching the HMG Rampage Uncaged show right here on channelattitude.com. And we're out. Peace. Yeah, too sweet indeed. This is right here. And then crushing. Real glass. Don't cry me a river. You're too close, man. You're too close, man. Jack. You know this is right here? And then crushing real glass. I some other guy.
0: And then. go back turn to cry. me a Hello, everybody. I'm CM Punk, and this is Fighting Round the World. We're going to have lots of fun today as we travel to London and look for some... I... Ah, hey, what the hell do you think you're doing? You walked right through my damn shot, mate. Do you know who the hell I am? Excuse me, I was just... <laughs> ah, Mr. Matthews, just the man I wanted to see. Perhaps you could tell me the meaning of this masterpiece... TK loves CM. Now what could that possibly stand for? Well, I think someone named TK apparently loves, some um, corn muffins?
1: <laughs>
0: Jungle Boy, he looked at me like a father figure. He sure did. But here's the thing, Jungle Boy. I never wanted to be your father. I never wanted to be your father figure. You have a father. But your father's dead. Dead, dead. Dead, 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 dead,
1: dead, dead. But your father, are you going to introduce me to your little friend, Nick Wayne? And I understand that you have a father. Bordello also had a father. Colman you had a father. Are you going to introduce me to your little friend, Nick Wayne? I understand that you have a father. Bordello also had a father. Pillman, you had a father. But your father's dead. 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 But your father's dead.